This is the Piss Goff Podcast with your host, Yusuf Goff. Podcast. Uh, I'm here and I'm not alone. I'm joined by my father, Lou. How you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Yusuf? It's I'm good to see you. Very good. Um, if, if you don't mind, uh, instead of calling you Lou, I'll call you Baba because that may, when I just called you Lou right now, I just felt really uncomfortable. <laughs> It so, feels weird calling your your father like I I don't I never understood how kids could just do that they like call their dads and moms by like their first name. Well, it depends on the culture. It's, sometimes it's acceptable. Yeah, but definitely not 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 in our culture uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to have you on here. We got a couple topics we could talk about. We could really just go go in any direction, but um, but I guess just to tell like a little quick hap why the podcast a little bit delayed. Uh, yesterday we tried to record it. Uh, <laughs> we tried a couple of times. It just kept cutting out on us. Um, the reason I did it that way with through the phone uh, is is that's an easier way to get uh, a podcast with most people because you don't have to hold like right now. It's you're, if you're not used to doing this, it's a little bit awkward having the microphone right in front of you, right? Like, but at least now that you have the headphones, you can hear what what's going on, like what what you're picking up. So when you just have that clip on one, I like that because you're not picking up what's going on. But I kind of know, like just now. Just me turning my head and talking. Like, you see, that's something I had to learn just doing comedy. Like, keep the mic in front. Right, gotcha. Uh, but but I'm glad to have you on here, so. Glad to be on. Did you, did you have a good Father's Day? I did. Alhamdulillah, very good. Thank you for coming over. Oh, yeah, of course. And the gift. Oh, yeah, I mean, I got to. The, com- the company was better than the gift, but the company was good and the gift yeah. was good, too. This is like a little cherry on top. It's like when you when you see that, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And he hung out with me. Oh, that's why. Uh, Yusuf, I... You know what? Uh, I've been reading the Forty Eight Laws of Power, okay, and uh, I don't remember a lot of the laws because I feel like I've I've kind of already just they've already been a part of my life, and like this is not just a it's some of these laws of power are very much in line with natural what you would normally do, and some of the things are what you wouldn't do, like because sometimes you like to, in order to gain power you have to do bad things, but you don't always have to do that. So for example, like tell me if this is true. If you're going to do something, if you know you're going to do something bad, you kind of most of the time know right away that it's bad. You may still want to do it because you're angry or whatever, but you kind of know it's bad. So if you take a, an extra second, you can be like, okay, well, what are the consequences of this? But the same thing happens when you do something good. Right away, doing something good may almost seem like, ah, oh, should I really do that? Like, should I really give this homeless person extra money? But then if you take a couple seconds, you can think, okay, is this a real homeless person? Is this a fake? Do I know this person? Do they, would they benefit like, am I making sense with that? I, I think you are, but I think uh, there's never a good reason to do something bad and expect a good result, I think. Correct. Okay? So, you want to do something good, do it with good intention. Yeah. Okay? I think the reward is multiplied then because the action and the intention kind of go exponentially. Correct. Right? As far as, as karma goes. Okay, and I agree with that. Um, when you do something for benefit, but you injure somebody, that is not. Although you may gain the monetary or the position, you did it in a way that you put out bad karma. And so, you know that whole Machiavellian: do whatever, whatever, do what you have to do, do whatever you have to do to get what you want. I don't think is is the right thing. I think by doing the right thing to do what you, to get what you want, okay, not only will you benefit, but others will benefit. Correct. 
Okay? So don't step on somebody to raise yourself. Exactly. Okay? Hold hands with somebody and both pull yourselves up better is a better way to go. So that that's kind of why, uh, I guess, I, I don't really... I try to only take the laws of power that are positive, so to speak, because I guess the, the, the reasoning um, that even brought it up is I want to be the best. That's just maybe innate on humans. We want to be the best version of ourselves, right? Like, Because that's what I believe God would want for me, is not for me to be the worst version. I think if you look at naturally, the instinctual, yes. Right. But, okay, but you know, in the even, right even, way, even, not, in, not in a bad way either. Even, even the survival of the fittest, okay? It's not, you're, you're more fit, so you're surviving, okay? But it doesn't mean to injure somebody so that you become the most fit. Correct. And that's, okay? that's where but, the laws but, will but take you is, if you do it the wrong way, right? This is where our society has changed with morality. Um, we don't think that way anymore. It used to be that way in the past. Okay, um, you know, um, even Trump, when he was saying, uh, let's make America great again. Okay, the idea is to make America great, everybody work together. All nationalities that came to this country worked and they brought in what their expertise was, whether it was the Masons. Well, it used to be a melting Europe. pot. Yeah. It was a melting pot. That's what made America great. And then it was bringing the cultures and the ideas and the technologies from all the different parts, working together, and making America one. Do you know why? Where do you have you heard of the term cultural appropriation? No. So cultural appropriation is uh, if I am a white man and I decide to open up a taco shop, hmm. I'm appropriating the Mexican culture by opening up a taco shop or for example they try to use this and by doing so the people who enjoy this this culture they, they claiming that they say they're what they're doing is to preserve that culture but they're also now they're literally without knowing it dividing people if that makes sense say so why can't you appreciate why is it not called cultural appreciation why is it called cultural appropriation well because i think you modify it now let's say that that same white person Partnered up with, you said a Mexican food? Yeah. Par partnered up with a Mexican, okay? And they went into partners on it. Then it's fusion, possibly, even. Okay? Then the culture is not lost. Right. Okay? But when you take something like, you know, that whole thing with Tuquero Taco Bell, mm. that pissed a lot, of, uh, a lot of Mexican people off, okay? Because it was not, that's not the taco that, that the Mexicans eat. Yeah, they don't eat any of that. Okay, so you're making something Mexican, but it's not Mexican. Okay, I think that's where the misappropriation is. That's where it's appropriation instead of, of appreciation. Well, I think it's misappropriation because they're, they're not taking what is Mexican and keeping it. They're taking what's Mexican and modifying it and saying it's Mexican. Exactly. And that, that's where realistically, like, the, the problem comes in because Manny, for example, Manny's Mexican. Um, right. When hit for his birthday, uh, I went over there. They had an actual, like, food truck kind of people coming in cooking, like, authentic. And realistically, tacos are these, these tiny tortillas that are, like, heated up so they're soft. They put some meat, some cilantro, some onion and in a couple different sauces that are lightly put on. And that's it. It's very, very basic. 
and it's very delicious too. I guess they have the flavored the chicken and the flavored the beef, but like it's not Taco Bell shredded lettuce, shredded beef, uh, ground beef, shredded lettuce, cheese on a thing, and then they make all these crazy fucking things that Mexicans have never even heard of. They call it a Mexican pizza. Like Mexicans don't fucking eat that shit. I, I don't think they even have lettuce in Mexico. I mean, that's the thing. Certain things. They use a lot of corn in Mexico. Okay, do, they, do you ever Is see... Is any corn any, in any of them Taco Bell I've things? Have you ever seen any Mexican food with lettuce? I mean, only Americanized one. Hmm. Yeah. So that, that's right. That's the filler here, right? Right. Now, I, I guess... Um, and I might be a little bit all over the place. I started microdosing mushrooms again. By the way, I'm going to become a chocolatier. I found putting it in chocolate is the way to do it. Uh, chocolate. You like chocolate, right? I love chocolate. All right. So I, I try to be healthier with it. I do the 100% dark chocolate, the cacao. It's so bitter though, right? Mm -hmm. So you melt it, put a little bit of uh, stevia in it and a little bit of vanilla extract. Uh, mix it up while it's heated. And then you put it in the mold. Uh, and then you take your measured dosage of uh, of mushroom in there, and you put it in there, and then you pour a little bit more chocolate on top, and then you shake it to make sure that it coats all of the mushroom. Hey, really, up, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You're, you're really telling me that you're microdosing mushrooms face-to-face -face on, on air? Yeah, I could do that. No, no, you're telling me, your father? Yeah, you can't do that. I know, we could talk about that, how you couldn't do that to your father. But um, I'm telling you just in all, just in all full transparency. Okay. Because... The reason I tell you is you like, you know, chocolate with the nut inside. It has a little crunch. Right. That's what the mushroom ended up becoming. And you don't taste anything bad. And, and if you're ever trying to to refresh your mind and, and you're looking to try it, let me know. And I'll, I'll help you out. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Not everybody, but just I'm helping people. I'm not selling anything. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't do that back in the day. I mean, you probably couldn't. You could probably do it, but you just couldn't tell anybody. Everything was like all hush-hush. No, couldn't do it, couldn't tell anybody. Well, that was because... The conversation, that was not going to be conversation with my father. Well, yeah, because you, you... Hey, well, growing up, well, just considering how he was raised and then how he raised you, definitely he raised you better than he was raised, but it seemed harsh. And then how you were raised and how you raised me, some people younger might say, oh, that was harsh. But no, it wasn't. I was raised very well. Like, you know what I mean? It would have been harder if I was raised by Jiddo. And it would have been even harder if I was Jiddo's grandfather. And even harder if I was raised by his father. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely think, like even yesterday, uh, I don't know if, if, if you saw it that way. I wasn't trying to parent. And I kind of felt that way afterwards, which is maybe why I'm bringing it up now. What's that? Um, yesterday when you and Yasmin were having a conversation and, and I was just trying to explain to Yasmin why it was like something about the cooking. And and you weren't yelling at her, but I was like telling her, look, he's he's not mad or anything. He's trying to tell you this way so that you do this this way. And if you're ever curious, respectfully ask him why so you can learn the lesson without having to learn it the painful way, if that makes sense. Like like huh. about mixing it so you don't burn the bottom of it, so you don't have to waste now like that. You learned the mistake already. Let me pass it down to you, which is what you did for me a lot. Like I, I learned a lot of lessons without having to actually learn the lessons because you would tell me things. And you would, you would teach me things. Well, I'll tell you this. Your generation and her generation, there's a gap, okay? Your generation listened a little bit more than this generation. This generation, because of the internet and the access to it, they think they know everything. Yeah. Okay? I thought so, too, at one point. And, and so you can't tell them anything. They know it. I mean, even your generation, when, when you were growing up, and I would tell you don't do things because... I did it. I've been there, did that. 
and I know you heard that from me a lot. Been there, did that. Yep. You're not going to te- I'm not teaching you something that I didn't do and I didn't learn from. Okay. But still, even then, you still had to do it to see what I said was correct. Okay. And then you started saying, oh, Baba is always right. Yep. Okay. Because you started to see after time and time that, you know, you're telling me stuff to not do because you've done it and you learn from it and you're trying to prevent me from doing it. But this generation, they don't want to hear it even. And you think that they would have so many examples to see of, of failures of, of an X, Y, Z to, to motivate. Like, you, am I making like if, if you if you learn like I did, hey, if you don't watch out for the hornet's nest and you play around there, you might get stung. Right. You kind of told us that, and I remember, uh, okay, so we watched that one pole uh, in the backyard that had the little hornet's nest in there, and I remember playing with my remote control car and a little thing, and it got stuck over by the hornet's nest, and I'm, I'm like, all right, but I'm not playing over here. I'm just going to grab this, and then like an idiot kid, I, I flip the, the toy car back, and I stand right there next to the hornet with my back to it, not paying attention, and start playing with the remote control car, not thinking, oh, I should have walked away, but then I got stung, and then it's a memory. Hey, don't hang out anywhere near there don't turn your back to that keep your eyes open right <laughs> it's like I, I think that's but you that's told me and i had coming, to learn it unfortunately on my own well you have to be aware of what's going on okay you can't be in heedlessness okay you know people say oh it was an accident oh it was an accident i'm sorry it was an accident but you keep doing the same thing over it's not an accident okay it's heedlessness correct it's you being careless it's you not giving a crap about it well tell me about this then we were talking about earlier uh how about video games and how that could be desensitizing what if you always see people making similar mistakes all the time could that desensitize you into thinking maybe those mistakes aren't so bad similarly to the way the way that they they kind of try to make really taboo things into the mainstream well look if you keep doing things that are that are not right and nobody brings it to your attention and tells you that it's wrong, then you're going to automatically assume that it's right. Or that you can at least get away with it. You know, when you lie, okay, you know, the whole thing of it's a little lie, it's a white lie, okay? A lie is a lie. If you start with a small lie, okay, later it'll become a big lie. Once you get into lying, then lying becomes the second nature to you, okay? If you steal... Oh, I only took this penny. Okay, now it's a penny, but 10 years down the line, it's a bicycle. 20 years down the line, it's a car. 30 years down the line, you just stole some old person's retirement money in some kind of fraud scheme. Exactly. Okay, so what's to stop you from, from perpetuating that wrong action if you're not confronted by in the beginning and know that it's wrong you're going to continue to do it and that's that's kind of where i I guess to bring it back like with our generation we we had the lessons from you guys and we learned enough lessons on our own and because i guess social media wasn't so big and there wasn't you know all the documentation of everything like things were a little bit were a lot more private like i would say by private i just mean like for example you guys maybe had phones, just had phones. We had, for the most part, until I was in, I think, college is when I got my, like, I mean, I had a BlackBerry, and maybe you can go, but not really, but until college, and I got my first, like, smartphone. 
So I went up until college without having all of those devices in one place with GPS and, and phone, text message, internet, all in one, just those simple things, right? right? Where you didn't have that at all. I remember like when we were kids, we knew people's phone numbers so you can call them and say, hey, hey, are you Skylar and Shane, are you guys home? Okay, cool. Or we would just go knock on their door and see if they were home. I don't know if you remember the Yellow Pages. I do. Yellow Pages books. was before, you, now they have yellowpages.com. But they, don't, they don't even print them anymore, I think. Because why would? They were okay. become door stoppers. We had Encyclopedia Britannica in our house. But now or everything. You had to go to the library. Everything is in your phone now. You had a GPS that you hooked up to your car. Mm-hmm. You went on a vacation. You took your camcorder. I remember that. Going, okay. I remember my first uh, road trip when I was 17. We went to Hershey Park or something like that. I had to have a GPS to direct us there. Hopefully, the GPS kept us the going the whole way we had the satellites. Then, yeah, we had our we had a digital camera if we wanted to document it. Right. So now everything <laughs> is on the phone and more. Okay. Now there's these all these apps that give you access to a bunch of different things. I mean, your phone has become a tool. If you want to use it as a lever, you can use it as a lever. If you want to use it to... No, you seen was saying he uses it for a tape measure. Tape. Instead of actually using a tape measure, he uses that to measure things. Yeah, there's all kinds of apps that you that have access to. And while it can also help you, it can also hurt you. Uh, sometimes having too much information when you're not ready for it is a bad thing. I think that's what's happening with this younger generation is they're being exposed to stuff that they're not mature enough to handle. Now, we started with this with uh, desensitization, okay, in the military stuff. Right. Before, Let's talk about that. Before it was um, Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah, that I remember. Was, that was your generation, That was. Right? I remember having to okay. get Mama to buy so, the game because so you wouldn't. <laughs> you, yeah, because you're pulling but people I could trick out of the car, you're running people over and beating them up, and, and that was all normal, right? But that's not normal in normal society. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now the military has sponsored these games of destruction. What's it called? Well, the first, Call of Duty is one of the Call, big ones. But Call, the Call original one, literally, they would give it to you for free at like Cyber Connection was this, uh, this game cafe where you could go and play games on the computers. They'd give you this one game called, I think it was America's Army. It was okay. sponsored by America's Army. Right around the time of the, the Afghanistan and Iraq war just ramping up, because it was around I was in I was in high school, so it was 2004. So a couple of years after 9/11, they're like, okay, yeah, time to start sending lots of troops in. How do we get the young people gung ho into it? Oh, let's train them with these video games that pretty much put them in. You go through a boot camp almost. Yeah, but but think about it. You're killing people on the video. So uh, it's not so devastating. Sniper, sniper uh, videos. There's uh, tank videos. Why so it doesn't bother you so conquer. much when you do it in real life. So, but what happens when you really kill somebody? If you listen to people that well, that accidentally kill somebody, even they throw up and they're distraught for days, months, even years. So they you, don't forget. They have nightmares about it. You want to hear a terrible statistic? Go ahead. More people. More soldiers died in America coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan killing themselves than they did in Iraq and Afghanistan. Why? Because of what happened. Because they, were they, killed. Saw, they, they saw thought the real. everything was, yeah, they thought, oh, it's like a video game. It's not going to bother me. It's everything. Oh, it's a video game. And mm. then they, they actually see what happened. When they started seeing the body parts flying apart 
and the blood and the gore and the guts and the brains splattered all over. And it's their friends too, not just a video mm. game person next to them. It's not something they can disconnect. They can't, no. Okay? This is where the problem is now. Is the kids are being desensitized to all this stuff. Why are all these shootings happen in, in the schools? Most of them are being done by kids. Okay. And how are these kids? It's not, it's like not an say. adult going into a school and killing the kids. It's a kid going into school and killing the kids. And you brought because, up a good point. Because they're right? not realizing that death is permanent. And it's real. It's not the fucking game. They might not have even understood it yet. Right. Okay. And and this is where, you know, we started talking about gun laws and uh, you I'm, know, can I I'm, pause a, sec you for a, I'm second? a Second Amendment you're, believer. You're right, okay? though, about the death thing. Because, like, I don't know how much... The kids know. Like Lena asked me in front of everybody, like, "Oh, uh, where's your mom?" Like, and I, I'm like, "I don't know how to." Like, I know she knows about death because Ted did that. You know, she passed. But it's like, what do I? Like, she's. I just say like she's not around. But like, do I tell her that? Like, I don't know how much she knows. When when's the innocent age and all that? And that's where you're right. If you t if you tell them, do you want to take away their innocence? But then, like, I asked her. She was like, oh, I asked her, like, do you do drills? She goes, yeah, we do lockdown. That's They don't know it's it's pretty much the school shooter drills, but they close the, the doors and the windows. They cover up the blinds, and they go away from them, and right. they wait. So they're, they're already learning it. They're learning it because so they're, I think, they're not doing the right things to secure the kids from this action. But okay? I think it's, it's an education thing. Like, look, they want to teach kids that are five and six and seven years old about uh, different sexualities. How about instead of that, you just teach them about actual life and death so they, they know the value of, number one, their own life as well as others. And that death is, is pretty much permanent, at least as far as we understand it. You, you're not coming back in that body if you die. Look, the kid... When you talk to a five-year-old, what is life to them? They don't know. Four years? Exactly. That's nothing. Like so, four years so, ago. So how are they going to understand by. that this person is never going to be seen again? And, you know, you, when, I, when you talk to uh, somebody who's five years old and you tell them I'm 60, they're like, wow, you're over a half a century old. Okay? Yeah. But when I talk to a 94-year-old person, he says, you're a kid. Yeah. You see the relevance? As you, grow, as you get older, you realize, yeah. Oh, no. See, it's, it's relative. Your, your age is relative to your existence. Okay? So a child doesn't understand what eternity means because they only lived a couple of years. Well, a ten, to a 10-year-old, five years is half their life. Right. To a 50-year-old... Uh, 10 years is one fifth of yeah. 10 years is yeah. one fifth their entire yeah. life is one fifth of my life how about this when you were younger your brother was two years younger than you was he like uh, i don't want to play with him he's too young no i mean not until we got a little bit older but like at first no i didn't i don't think so did i were you mm, gonna say i did yeah really yeah i didn't want to play with him when i was a little no. kid Oh, I don't want him hanging out with me. Let him play with his own friends well that was more like in high school that was two years different but that was in high school i okay. think right I don't remember. Because I feel like we hung out a lot, like, as kids. Well, you were forced to hang out because you didn't have a choice. Maybe, but I love it now. You see, I know you're listening. I love it. But, uh, <laughs> but, but the thing is, when you desensitize the kids or they don't understand what death means, what eternity means, you know, they're going to do things that they don't understand the consequence. Like, if you, you were talking about... Should you make the punishment harsher? Okay. Okay. 
What does that mean? But you're, you're right tell, now. You're tell, now that you've made gonna, a good point, you're going to tell age. somebody who's 15, okay? Oh, you're going to go to jail for life. Does he understand that like, that could be five or six times what he already lived? Right. And then why would you do that exactly? That's not as much as if you say like to a 90-year-old, you got to go to li like Bill Cosby when they said he has to go for life. He's like, life? What do you mean the last five years? I, I can't even see. Yeah, life for Bill Cosby probably was not even that. The average age in the United States, I think, is 73 years old. So, yeah. So you're at 75. You're already past your life expectancy. So any day, any minute is your life. Exactly. Okay. Uh, rather but, some, than somebody who's 17 or 18. How old was this but kid? But that's the... 18 years old? I think, old? yeah, he just turned 18. He, and he got it on his birthday, too. Got his, got his driver's license, went down to the gun shop, bought a gun, and then went to the school and killed people. Okay? Tell me why they gave an 18-year-old a gun, okay, when you can't buy cigarettes until you're 21 or you can't buy alcohol until you're 21. Because the laws, look, it's, I, 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 I know I'm, it's, I'm just saying I this. Know. I don't think taking away the gun rights is the right thing. Because I think that people need to be mature enough to handle whatever they're going to get. Yes. Now, you're telling me that you need to be 21 in order to be mature enough to handle alcohol. You need to be mature enough, 21, to be mature enough to smoke a cigarette. But you don't need to be mature enough, 21, to be mature enough to shoot a gun. And not knowing what the consequences of that gun is going to be. Okay? Now, then the argument becomes, what about the people that go to war? They're 18. Yeah, they also go through basic training, right? Correct. They're trained on that gun. Now, the sergeant who's training you, when he sees that you're a whack fucking job, okay? Yeah. He's going to give you a section 8. And you get he's, discharged. He's not going to let you keep carrying that gun. Okay? Um... I think there was a movie like that, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay? The guy the guy is a fucking whack job. He ends up fucking trying to take out his platoon. Yep. Okay? Well, they're not going to let that happen in the military. Okay? But who's training the 18-year-old on gun control? Who's training them on how to use it? Well, you unfortunately, know, even, now that kind of goes full circle. You're buy, right. They're buy, learning all their gun control and all their training through video games, buy, buy, unfortunately, and TikTok videos, I'm sure, that are look, the wrong ones. Look, but you, you watch these movies where they start, I'm going to put a cap in your ass. They're holding the automatic on the, on the side, slanted like this. Who the fuck shoots a gun like that? Nobody. People who uh -huh. know, don't have ever, gun training. If you ever went to a gun range, you never see anybody fucking standing with their thing like this holding a gun. No. Okay? And you think that at 7 yards, at 15 yards, at 25 yards, it's easy to hit that fucking target? What about the, the, the casualties that could happen outside of what you're shooting at? Well, that's the... That's... What about the collateral damage? You know what happens, why they, all these statistics are so fucked. Okay? It's because... People are getting killed by sh by uh, drive-by shootings. They're getting killed by not knowing how to clean their gun and make sure the gun is empty. Oh, uh, so, so many times. So those accidental you don't know deaths. Never to aim a gun, gun uh, loaded or unloaded at anything that you don't want. Like there, there, There's basic things that I learned on my own they, but that needs to be taught to everybody. You need a gun course, a gun training course, before they should put the gun in your hand. Okay? One thing that... When I, bought, I agree with when that. I bought my first gun, uh, a friend of mine who took me to the gun place, he said, he goes, look, Lou, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. Uh, 
There's two things that you never lend out. Your gun and your wife. And he says, in that order. Yeah. Okay? So you never fucking lend your gun out to anybody. Okay? Well, you know what? You need to know how to use your gun because the people that get killed are people that don't know how to use their gun and their guns get used against them. Well, how about trigger discipline? Look, That's look, something so basic that whenever I see anybody in a picture and their fingers on the trigger in a picture, I'm like, you never learn trigger discipline. Right. So, so they don't know how the gun safeties are. Okay. Now, if you get a concealed carry permit, you, they go through all that. Your fingers should never be on the trigger till you're ready to use it. Okay. Yep. Uh, th- thumb on the safety to, to take it off before firing. Okay. There's no... Um, Pull it out of your pants and start shooting right away. That's all bullshit. Exactly. Okay? For one. Well, that's the other thing. Those people who are doing it that way, most of the time, they're not using guns that are legal. So let's go to, Let's go in that way. Let's go, let's, I guess, going towards gun control. What? What? And I get what you're saying. Like, this guy did it. What he did was legal in Texas. Uh, it, was legal in to, it was legal to purchase not what he not what he did obviously. What, what he did was not legal. No, no, correct. Yeah, right. I, I meant the the purchasing of the firearm. Right. So the background check didn't work. But it's like because, because, let's go with listen, let's go with background check uh, first. Uh, Leah, let's go background check. What kind of background check is it when you go in there with a driver's license uh, and you buy and, a gun and they give it to you right away, kind of thing? Yeah, I and you have get no it, idea. And you get it on the spot. What kind of background check is that? What are they doing realistically? Like, what can they do? Just make sure it's a valid driver's license? Look, there, there's everything is tied in together now, okay? If you are a gun dealer, you should be accessing the database, the FBI database, um, international, what the, what's the international thing? Interpol? Uh, Interpol, some kind of shit system like that, okay, that allows you to access whether this person is a criminal or not. Correct. Okay? Now... The Second Amendment says you have the right to bear arms to defend yourself and your property, okay? Right. Does that mean a psychotic person should be given a gun? Well, see, I mean, I guess according to the Second Amendment, let, unless let, they have let, a thing, they, go, they should go, be. But let, However, but you're right. No, let, I don't think that you should go, just allow it because the psychotic person with the gun does what, what happens in Uvalde because the normal person with the gun doesn't think of that. Listen, the psychotic person is not defending himself at that point. Is no, he? not at all. Okay. So you're right. In so that he's case. not he's not using that law, that amendment, to do what it was intended to, right? So you hear Trudeau said, you don't have Trudeau in, in Canada. He says, you have the right to, to have a gun in order to, for hunting. Uh, and, and target then he, shooting. And but target shooting. Yourself. But not for protect. What? Yeah, but you, you also listen to what Trudeau said. Oh, Trudeau they got rid told, of the handguns. Trudeau told the poor and the homeless that they will pay them to kill themselves. Give them money so they can kill, kill themselves so they don't have to be a burden on the government, right. pretty much. That's Trudeau. So, you know, the whole thing with Canada, they're, they're fucking up there too north. Yeah. Their brain is frozen. Yeah. Because that fucking shit's not working. Okay, but let's go back to wow. the. Wow, I didn't even back, know about that. Let's go back to um, the gun control. So the background check. The background checks. If you get a background check, does it have to take six weeks? No, it doesn't. If you are accessing this, if you're going through the airport, okay, and they get your, you got your passport. When they check your name, they know if you're on the wanted list or not. 
Correct. They know. It doesn't take hours. Yeah, and we have technology these days where there should be something where it go, gets run through all of these systems and it can come back. Like, like, that, like that guy who went and got it same day. There, it could be with all of these systems where you can have a very intricate background check done that quickly. Look, you're, you're a police officer. You pull a car over. You yeah, get the, they get all you, that information right away. You you have the the license plate. You know if this car's registered. You know if it's insured. You get the guy. You say, "Give me your license." You get the license. You run the license. You know if this guy has warrants or not. Yeah. You, you already have a list of how what his priors are, his arrest record, every his whole disposition. Okay. Yeah. Not only motor vehicle disposition, you can have access to his criminal disposition. Yeah. Okay. So why is that not accessed by the gun dealer? The only thing I'm going to say is, this is just thinking, what if those people abuse that system? But okay. then it's a okay. thing. You can okay. only use it if it's in the regards for purchasing a firearm. So there's a, a linkage. Why did you go look up this person's records? Because okay. that's the thing, right? Okay, that way you can't just go look up your ex-girlfriend's records. Right, but listen now. Yeah. What they were saying is, let's find the dealers. Let's make them liable. Well, I thought they wanted to do right? the gun manufacturers. They want to do gun manufacturers. They want to do the gun, the person selling the gun, okay? If you ran the background check. Yeah. Okay? And you had access to it. Yeah. And it shows this person's a fucking psycho. Yeah. And you still gave him the gun. Then you should be held You responsible. should be fucking held responsible. One million percent, yes. Okay. But if you ran this, 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 the, the background check and it came back, this person is normal, then you have a defense for yourself. Exactly. Okay? You can say, I ran the background check through the FBI database. And also... Here's the result. It's attached to his application for firearms. Well, let's go with, uh, with a chainsaw. Uh, if you buy a chainsaw from Home Depot... Is the is the chainsaw manufacturer responsible if you if you're uh, Leatherface in Texas and you decide to use that chainsaw to, to massacre people? Uh, so there's a you know what I mean. There's, there's now, if you make a gun that's intent is only to kill people, you know, like I, I mean, I, I you can make that argument with hollow points, which is why I don't think they're like legal. I think for the most part, they're kind of like a gray area. I think. Like, because that's kind of more not just to put somebody down, but to not so much even eliminate them, but incapacitate them more extremely. Well, we're, we're, right? We're, then you also could go with that, but then you go with caliber thing. But then you say, like, that, then you, what do you, what do you, where's the, what's the sensible thing? Because a weapon of war, quote unquote, is, is bullshit because no, no real citizen has real weapons of war unless you're in one of those t states like Texas where you can buy like, mo and even then, like, I think you still need, I forgot what it's called, like a F2 or something, like a special, you, you need a special you like need thing a special to buy permit these. To buy military grade stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Pennsylvania might be one of those states where you can get submachine guns and shit like that. Uh, army surplus stuff. But. You have to have. It's not one of those driver's license that goes and buys. They that. get reg. They get a real okay. check. You're, that's so a what? Person. What? How can we make the checks better? Sorry, that's where I should ask you. So I think is I there think, a way? I think they need to 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 unify the access to getting the gun. Okay, so so the background checks has to be a federal thing where it's all hooked up. Just like you have your social security number, you have your driver's license, um, and you and you punch that number in. And it goes in and it, it gives you, spits it out. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you need to know if somebody it was a criminal in Florida and they're buying a gun in New Jersey? Well, if you're using a New Jersey driver's license, then you're basically going to do New Jersey stuff, right? 
Right. Now, in New Jersey, I think it goes to tri-state area. Oh, that I don't know. You even... you won't get I'm not sure, but I think it's like that. They can test to see if you have any any stuff going on in the They should they area. probably should check though like throughout the whole nation. Like you shouldn't just be able to get away from that by leaving the tri-state area and then you go to Georgia now you can get a gun again. But if you're in Georgia, you have to get a Georgia driver's license, right? Right, but so then I'm not, assuming you're, you're gonna, moving there. You're going to move there, you're going to surrender your New Jersey license, you're going to apply for your Georgia driver's license, right? Yeah. So now they have to still be able to access what your history was in New Jersey. Correct. Right? So that's why I think that the federal FBI thing, uh, FBI database would probably be the better way to do the background check. Okay? Now, the other thing was 18. Is 18 too young or too old to own a firearm? Well, if you don't think that the person is responsible enough to drink... 18. But then you have to go by... And you don't think they're responsible enough to smoke at 18. Can I pause are you, you? Are they going to be responsible enough to carry a gun and utilize it? Or are they going to get pissed off? Oh, you fucking pissed me off. I'm going to fucking put a cap in well, your let, ass. Let's go with... That let's, doesn't work. Let's go with New Jersey law. In New Jersey, you can get a rifle and a shotgun at age 18. Mm-hmm. And then to get a handgun, you have to wait until you're 21. Okay. Um, but it's also, like you said, it helps you because, yeah, when you're 18, even 21, you're still a little immature and you can be too quick to judgment. But that's also like the time where you need to learn that your actions have consequences. So you shouldn't. However, uh, my point was, if you go to Georgia or something like that, the gun to get a rifle or somewhere Iowa where, where you know, it's a lot more rural. I bet you you could get a, a shotgun or a rifle permit, I think, at 16 because it's not like New Jersey I, where I you don't really need it in New Jersey at that under under that 18 age. Maybe you do if you're going to be hunting, and I'm sure you, there's exceptions where you could if you only got it for hunting or I can use my dad's if I'm hunting with my dad kind of thing. But I, I but then the kid doesn't need to have his own. Look, I, I was in Iowa. I went to school there. Right. My driver's license, I bought my first 12-gauge shotgun with a driver's license. Only. Now is their check. I walked in the store. I walked out with it. Yeah. It wasn't a gun store. It was a Walmart or some kind of... Yeah, it wasn't equivalent, Walmart, but, but they're equivalent. Uh, yeah, something to that. Yeah. Okay. Not only did that, I bought I bought uh, the discs to, to throw... Uh, to skeet shoot. Skeet. Yep. I bought the... The shooter shot. thing, probably. Yeah. I, we got targets and everything, and it was like, no background check. Nothing. At all, yeah. So that's why, like, I think what. When so here's my to, solution. When I went to school in Georgia, the dormitory was no firearms allowed. Okay. Oh, wow. They said it on the dorm, which makes sense. It's a school. But come weekend, everybody walked out with their firearm. <laughs> it was like a militia. Yeah. I get that. Okay. So, look. The culture in different societies is different too. Okay, you're in a in a rural area. You're in Tennessee. You're in Mississippi. You go hunting. You go in Iowa. You're hunting. Um, the long firearms, your rifle, shotguns. They people hunt. In New Jersey, if you're not in the rural area, you can't hunt inside the city. You really can't. Yeah, you can't discharge okay. your firearm in most cities. So, so, you know that. Getting access to it is okay. You can get it, but where are you going to use it? Right. 
Okay. Like I bet you, if you're in like West Milford, they had a, a very big be- a bear problem. If you had a shotgun and it, could you just shoot a bear that was attacking you? I bet you, you probably would get in some kind of trouble for doing I that. I think you can't discharge a firearm. Like you'll get in more trouble for sh- like if the if your neighbors called the cops that somebody shot a gun and you said, "Yeah, there was a bear and I shot the bear." Well, you can't shoot the bear. Here's your you, fine. You can shoot the bear if you're defending yourself, but. They're going to say, why didn't you just go in your fucking house? Because I have a, I have a glass window he was going to break through. Okay, so... So wait until what, he breaks through look, and then you shoot him? Once once the bear's inside, it's just like a human being inside. Yeah. Okay? But then you have bear guts inside, officer. Come on, I want uh, bear guts on the outside. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> They're even trying to make that not legal. Yeah, that I know. If somebody enters your house... They have to have uh, more of uh, the equal or, or greater threat. And and you're going to decide that when you're panicked and somebody's coming at you, okay, and you're going to say, okay, what am I supposed to do? There was a video I just saw maybe ye- yesterday or the day before. A guy pulls up his car. The police officer stopped on the side of the road. He pulls up his car screeches, jumps out of the car. With a machete or, or a he, knife or something. He's, he's going after the officer with the axe. Yeah, I saw and that. The, axe pull, he, the officer pulls out his gun and drops him right there. Yeah. Okay, now, the officer was intimidated by the action of this guy appro- uh, uh, coming at him with, a, with, with a, an axe. With an axe, okay? Is the axe the same as a gun? No. But could it do the damage? Yeah. So the, ju- the the officer was justified, right? I assume so. So now you're going to tell me that if somebody comes into your house and they have a knife, that you can't shoot them because they have a knife and you have a gun? Fuck that. That's ridiculous, right? Okay? If my life is in danger, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Okay? Well, see, that's, that's where a lot of people, I feel like, I, I feel like a majority of people are, if that were to happen... Are, if they're not afraid, they would do what you're saying. And only a very, very, very small minority actually feels no. Like those more, uh, there's way more people that say, no, you shouldn't have that right. But if they were in that position, they would fucking be unloading their clip. Okay, but here's where the other problem is you bought a gun, but you never were trained on how to use a gun. You're fucked. Okay, so now that situation happens. Oh, what you if you don't know how to chamber your first round? You didn't know that you were supposed to, yeah, chamber the first round or take the safety off. Yeah. Okay? Or you pull the trigger while you're pulling it out of the holster and you shoot yourself in the leg. Yep. Okay? You need to have training. Okay? I think that that is a very important for safety purposes. People get shot cleaning their guns. People get shot. How does anybody not... The first thing you do is not just eject the magazine and then clear the chamber before. Like, I, I, you know, I don't even know if I saw that in a video, but like that in my head was common sense is make sure well, there's was, no it chance. It was common sense because you also were told that. Probably. but Or I was just like, why would you want to have a live round anywhere near you? You were told that because I trained you that way. I'm sure you did. Okay. But I, yeah. That you are not going to, you don't look down the barrel of the gun to see if there's a bullet in there. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't fucking do it. And then the other thing is never point at something you're not going to shoot. Or that you wouldn't be willing to. Exactly. Okay. So, so your gun should always be pointing down until always. the last possible second mm-hmm. okay 
to prevent any kind of accidental shooting. No walking around the gun range where they're just flopping around. Okay. Oh, my you God. Know, you know, sometimes you see people, they're new to, to firearms, and they're in the gun range, and they're talking That's to people, the most and they're dangerous. holding it, and they're turning They're like turning this. with their hand on the trigger. Okay. And you're like, hey, hey, hey what the fuck are you doing? Because nobody taught them. And that's why you're right. I think that, I th all right, so here's here's some of the solution. I think for the background check part, I think there needs to be a background check. There needs to be a training. Part of the background check, the first thing is for you to apply to it. You have to also say, okay, I want to apply for my firearms. And while I'm applying, before they say, okay, but all right, we, we, we did your test. Now here, give us your proof that you took a class, a That's training it. class. That's it. Now you're talking. So you have to also apply for a training class. See, or if you took and, a training you know, class. Guns for Hire, they have them. All these places, they have them. You, if you if you really push it, the people who sell you the guns, in order to sell you the guns, they'll say, look, you know, for 50 bucks, we'll give you the training. And it's realistically, even if it was... It's a gun safety training. Honestly, like, realistically, it doesn't even have to... It, it can be, uh, instead of adding an extra charge to uh, tax these people for the guns, that money can go towards... You can say, okay, it's an extra $50 tax if you don't want to take the training class. Because like me, for example, who already took the training class, all right, but for every every gun you get, you got to take a training class. And the training class costs 50 or I could give you the $50 and bypass it as long as your last training class doesn't overlap. Look, because here's something. I, I think I think if you do training class every year, if you have one and you had it done, then you don't have to pay the 50 right, bucks. Right, exactly. Because, because you don't want to get it in, get into, oh, it's being about the 50 bucks. Exactly. Because, because well, that's what you, they want to do. They want to they want to make it seem like if we charge you a tax or something, that's going to dissuade people. But if you took a bogus bullshit class, okay, and the next place you go to buy a gun, they say, no, we really want you to know gun safety... You say, but I already took it because you don't want to pay. You don't want to take the yeah. class. No, take the fucking class. Okay? You might as well. And 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 be refreshed on gun safety. Exactly. Okay. Because the accident that comes with not having that gun safety is long term. It's life or death, literally. It's long term. It could be somebody else's life. It could be your life. Unfortunately, it could yeah. be not just death by the life but life in prison yeah okay so so tell me if you think about this so gun training class yeah background check yeah background check has to be it's going to be a, a universal background check it can be very very quick too so it still doesn't have to mess with these georgia and all these other things you in new jersey they have this thing real id which as we got to understanding it's supposed to be a more secure, uh, from my understanding, is like the way to make it more secure and, and uniform amongst all 50 states is okay. this ID. So you okay. can't fake them. So you know you have the real ID, right? Yeah. Let's say that you every two years you have to redo your firearms card. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Your firearms card does a background check, an updated background check. Good. I like that idea too. Okay? Yeah, so in case you, you and, did a crime afterwards. Just... we want to make sure that you didn't fucking get institutionalized since the first time you got the fucking card. Well, that's part of the background check. I got my first card when I was 18, okay? This is now 40-something years later. It's the same fucking card. Yeah, and you haven't, okay. nothing's happened. I'm sure, well, they do check every time, though. Look, they, they do a check, but you're talking about the real ID card, But right? that's what I'm saying, like, the, what, real, the license is... Not just that, though. The license is done every two years, right? F uh, four. Four years, okay? Yeah. So, every four years. So, you should do the, the gun like that, too. Is there 
is there was there domestic violence? Was there uh, aggravated assault charges? Were there um, other charges that were were brought up? Uh, assault and battery. Was there terroristic threats? Was there institu institutionalized person was institutionalized? Uh, you know, whatever the fuck happens, you know, they need to have an update. Well, okay? that's why, like I'm saying, the the check is going to be. We ha we're in the digital age, okay? Yeah. So I think that the federal firearms license people, maybe they don't have exact direct access to these systems, but it's like, okay, I'm going to run a check on Yusuf, who wants to purchase a firearm. It's going to go through the ba the gun background check. So they check your medical records to make sure, like you said, I wasn't institutionalized. They check well, the I criminal records in New Jersey as well as the FBI in case I did things outside of the states because I think they do that. Let's check uh, their military records, make sure they weren't dishonorably discharged, which I think probably would come up. Let's check to make sure that uh, there aren't any domestic abuse things, which I think is already already there. But well, like, I think I think if you get domestic abuse, they end up pulling your license and they make you surrender the card. Correct. The the, the guns, firearms. Yes. Okay, but um, one of, I think one of the other problems is the HIPAA laws with if you go to a psychiatrist. Oh, if they can tell or not. Can they divulge that? I think that if you are a threat to yourself or to others, I think they, they are should, allowed they to. They should be required to do so. Correct. Just like, just like if you're you're a teacher and you see that the kid is being abused because every day they come in with a new bruise. Yeah. Okay. Or if you go to the hospital and the doctor sees that, um, you know, runs an runs an X-ray on you and sees that you have broken bone in your arm seven times in different places that you're your candidate of maybe child abuse okay? so at least you can well see all right so there you go now let's just say they there can be something where you can maybe say you can't disclose the information but maybe you can put a red flag on their accounts and that just d doesn't mean that they're denied it just means, hey, you can't get your gun today. We have to we that, have to go now and, and expand and then, the background and then, check. And then what you got to do is this, okay? Then you got to get a release from the person who's applying. If they don't Be think careful. that they have something to hide, they will give you a release to further check in on, on your Correct. file. Correct. Or they okay. can revoke if they right. want so, to. So you put up your red flag, all right? It prevents the crazies from getting access to it. Okay, and if there's nothing there, here's your gun. Yeah, which I agree with. I think that's a more common sense way to do it because you can't get rid of anybody the guns. Nobody's going to give it up voluntarily Look. because the people who are using it legally, like like most people, because it's the same thing like when people say, oh, Islam is a religion of terrorists because a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction take what they think is Islam and use it under the guise of Islam and now corrupt it for the rest of them. That's like saying the, the very tiny fraction of people who use guns illegally, who purchase them legally, but then use them illegally. Mm -hmm. Because if you go into a place like Chicago, where most of these firearms uh, situation, like firearm things, they're not, they have a very strict gun laws in Chicago. So they get theirs from uh, the neighboring places where it's not so strict. But them purchasing it from there and bringing it in is now illegal. Them possessing it is now illegal, and then them using it is now illegal. So that's not illegal firearm use. Okay, now now we go back to before what you were saying with um, should should the illegal act have a some more severe punishment? Okay, 
Why are you transporting firearms across the, the, the state line? Well, let's say I move. Okay. That would be one thing. Well, That's it. Pretty well, there, much it. That's the only a, thing I can think of legally, right? There's a way to do it, okay? Yeah. If you're going to go from here to New York, you have to inform New York State Police that you're going to be transporting your gun and that you have a license for it in New Jersey, and you have to take it across the state. You're going to take it across the state line so they know. Yeah. And your ammo and your gun can't be in the same container. Correct. And your gun okay. should be empty and locked as well. I'm just, uh, that's just basics. All right. That's right. how you transport. Yeah, right. and that way, if you so get pulled you're over, not, you're not transporting a loaded gun that's underneath your seat. That is illegal. Yeah, exactly. Or okay. a trunk full of guns. Or a trunk full of just guns that you're ready to sell. Right. So, th- th- so that, so I think we're on the same page because, like, getting rid of the law-abiding citizens' guns is is not that's going to cause civil war. You're better off, like, honestly... They're not going to give them up. Well, you're better off, instead of saying, let's take away the guns, you're on it, and I know this is a shitty joke idea, it's like, you're better off, like, if you really want to fix the gun problem, give everybody guns, including the crazy people. The crazy people will end up just killing, uh, they'll all go on their rampages, they'll all end up dying off, and then the survivors will all just be responsible look, gun owners. Look where... The and gun criminals. Law, look, where, <laughs> look where everybody has the right to carry a gun... There's not okay. many gun crimes, uh, except for then you go into Uvalde, where they yeah, had they didn't even go in. Yeah, Fucking but, scumbag but, cops. But, you know, you go to a place where everybody has the right to carry, okay, and nobody fucking goes off shooting somebody because they know that some that other fucking person has a gun, too. So, funny story, uh, where I go to Arizona, and uh, Austin picks us up, or picks uh, me up from the airport with Manny, uh, and Manny and Austin come pick me up. And we're driving around, and some guy cuts me off, and I like at least it's, it's, it's hot as fuck over there, so windows are up and the AC. But I was gonna like flip him off, and good thing the windows are tinted. He's like, "Yo, don't do that in, over here." He goes, Austin says, "No, don't do that over here." I was like, "Why?" He goes, "Everybody has a gun." He goes, "Everybody, even he goes, yeah, I got one it's underneath my seat." Because literally everybody in Arizona can have a gun, can have it in their seat, can have it loaded. And everybody pretty much has one. So you don't fucking mouth off like that. Where in New Jersey, you could do that because anybody who has a gun is doing it illegally for the most part. Or they're a cop. Right. You know? But you're absolutely right. Because you, you see people are a lot nicer out there. Because, hey, if you're not polite, you could get one. You're not going to get that fucking road rage, are you? Oh, so but people do drive like an asshole over there. But also it's because, well, we don't know if that guy has a bigger gun than me. So I guess he cuts me off. He's an idiot, uh, but I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, people people drive fucked up. Everywhere. But they're they're heedless, okay? So driving like an idiot, okay, the person was a fuck up. But you go and you yell, I'm going to fuck you up, motherfucker. And then he pulls out a gun and he shoots you. Guess what? You're a dead motherfucker. And, And it goes full circle to people not realizing how limited life is and what you're doing what you're actually doing for because somebody cut you off you're willing to now possibly go spend the rest of your life in jail okay. because you let your anger get to the best of you uh, see now it comes back to mental mental health. so that's where thank you okay. because i didn't get to it and that's where i was going to say is the big thing is we don't need really more gun control we need more readily and easily accessible mental health care right. because a majority of these people, at least in the school shooting settings, it seems like these people are suffering. A lot of them, number one, are on different medications 
like like chemical uh, SSRIs, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, different things like that that, that mess with your brain chemistry. Period. Mm-hmm. In order to the, their version, their idea is to make you uh, a normal person or a, a more normal person, but instead it could end up making you more crazy. Because that was a thing that I hated when Mama was on depression medication. Is sometimes her depression would be better, but sometimes it would be like double down, and you'd be even worse. And it's like, hey, instead of you being at either uh, constantly at fifty percent depression level, that's better. We love we we told Mama, hey, we'd rather have you at fifty percent depression level all the time than sometimes you're at zero percent depression level and you're fun to be around, but sometimes you're at ninety nine percent. Yeah, but I think your mother was bipolar, which was this like one of the two extremes. Right, but because, but because because the people that knew her and but liked even her, then, they said, "Oh, she was such a sweet, wonderful person and did everything nice." But then the people that got fucking under her wrath, they got what the fuck is this—the reincarnate of the devil? Right, and, and and I agree with you with the bipolar, and that's why, like I'm saying, a lot of these people are on medications, and then they still have somehow access to guns. Probably a lot of them illegally. They probably taking Look, their parents' if guns. If you're taking guns that don't keep you in your right state of mind, the medicine, you, you should not. Yeah, medicine. You should not have guns. Right. You should not. And I agree with that. It's unfortunate because, like, because I think that was what was what I was trying to say earlier is, in the '90s and the 2000s, especially, there was a very very big push to medicate kids. Okay. Let's and say- let's just for real, if you want to hear me out for this. Now, let's just say they decide one of these chemicals that they thought was helping these kids is now one of these chemicals. Now, you as a kid who didn't have a choice were, were medicated. You kept on taking that medication because you thought you were good. And even if you stopped taking it as an adult, they may say that you're medically unfit to now have a gun. Or if you're on the medication, you're still medically unfit to have a gun. Mm. Then you can make the next generation like reduce their ability to have that Second Amendment. Right. The other way you do it is by making them felons, which they already did. Because once you're a felon, you legally can't possess a gun. Right. So my thing is they do want us. They don't want us to, st- to stop making guns because America's number one export is guns. Look, they, they want to export military-grade stuff. They want to export Stinger missiles. They want to sp- export Javelin. They want to export um, Tomahawks. Oh, stuff you, like oh that. I heard about because that. Because those are the big money big money items your fucking m16s that's that's not big money okay if you can go to uh a gun store and buy an ar-15 for uh 1500 bucks two thousand dollars that's not the weapon of of what the america's making their money on no they're they want to sell it, it on, on the on, airplanes and the tanks that are multi-billion the, the, dollars the 30 the, the 30 the, billion dollar plane but they like the they also like the missile launcher system that's thirty thousand dollars that takes out a whole two billion uh one billion dollar tank right. but you could get right. rid of it with a thirty thousand dollar missile system how much does the tank cost because they want you to get rid of the tanks so they could keep they, getting they, more they, tanks look, they, look they, they haven't the united states has a program what's called the f-35 program for um NATO able to buy F-35 planes. Those are twenty million, twenty billion dollar planes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they want to sell the shit out of those planes. Of course, they want to. Yeah, because they make all every, that money. Every company, that, every country that buys, they don't buy one or two planes. No, you probably have to buy. I'm sure there's like a minimum, at least like probably ten or whatever it is. It's still okay. a lot of money. 
Even if you bought one or two planes, you're still in the billions, which for them, like you said, they're in the so, billion, billion industry. So then what they the trillion sell you, dollar they industry. They sell you the Javelin and those, right, to take those planes out, right? Yep. So those are like $100,000 a piece. Well, yeah. And then, but the hundred thousand dollars a piece. Well, so we're going to give you a hundred of these, and we're going to give you ten planes. Yeah. So you can take the planes out with these javelins, and you have to buy more. Yep. Where it's like so, what what America does with Israel, where yeah. instead of selling it to, uh, we do sell, I'm sure, our own to other countries. But then it's like, hey, Israel, by the way, if you uh, see any of our enemies that we can't openly sell weapons to, why don't we just sell it to you and you flip it over to them? You you probably hit the nail on the head with that. You know they they don't. United the United States is selling Israel weapons on credit, which is the craziest thing because I think it just it comes right back to them. Because they're modifying these things and they're selling them, and they're being used against our own troops elsewhere. Yep. Which 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 is the craziest thing about Afghanistan, us leaving all those weapons there, is what I heard is, uh, this is Yusef's theory, so we'll just go that way. We're not going to say I heard this. Um, Afghanistan, mostly they're poppy farmers and they're warlords. What do they want? They want fertilizer and they want uh, ammo. But they don't need all of these guns. They definitely don't need the helicopters. They don't need all that shit. But you know who could use that? China and Russia, in case they want to back engineer or find ways uh, of of getting around their their defense systems. So, hey, uh, Russia, uh, Afghanistan guy, what what do you want for this helicopter? Twenty goats and and two pallets of fertilizer. Okay, well, well can, how about we give you uh, ten goats and one pallet of fertilizer for every helicopter, and we'll buy all ten of them for let, you. Let's let's back up on Afghanistan. Afghanistan was. These mountain people, they didn't fuck with nobody. They didn't deal with nobody, okay? They ended up going into a war with Russia, okay? Yeah. The United States decided we're going to back these rebels. We're going to train them. We're going to give them the Javelin missiles. Now what? And we're going to let them Why fight. did Russia initially start wanting to go in there to spread communism? It's, it's all under but the, probably Soviet, just the to, Soviet bloc. Okay, okay, just to expand. They, they don't, first, they didn't want their, in, everybody don't want their, they don't want everybody to have their independence. Okay. okay. So, so now, we back... We, okay, is that my phone? That might be yours. We back, we back the Afghanis, okay, train them. You going to answer that? No. Okay. We, we back the Afghanis, and then we train them, and then we just fucking pull out. And yeah. you leave them with all these weapons, and then they start fighting each other for power. Okay? Now you get a fucking couple of psychotic ones that think that this is what the religion tells you, and you get the Mujahideens, and you get the kickoff of them that supposedly is ISIS but really ISIS is bullshit because from from whatever they're describing their um, their religious religion is first of all ISIS burned people in Islam there's no punishment that is burning anybody that is something that was only our Lord has the punishment of fire okay punishment of fire was done by non-Muslims, 
Okay? So they're not practicing Islam if they're punishing in a non-Islamic way. Correct. Okay? That was like when they said the World Trade Center bombing. Oh, these guys were in the bar and they left their Qur'ans in the bar. First of all, you know that for you to have your Qur'an in your hand, you should be in your ritual washing. Okay? Correct. And are, are you going to be in a bar drinking? Well, that would break it, so no. No, it would break your wudu, right? Correct. But what about alcohol in your mouth when you die? Then you, yeah, you. How long are you not being? They can't pray on you. They can't even wash you. Okay, ritual washing for death. Okay, they can't do that. They can't wash you and, and put kefen on you if you were drinking. Okay, so you are not dying a shaheed. Yeah. Okay. So that whole on that whole concept of oh they were in the bar and they left their Quran in the bar and and they were getting ready it's th- because they were going to to, to meet their their uh, seventy virgins well that's all bullshit okay if they had any faith last place they would be is in the bar yep and not intoxicated if they were really thinking about meeting their maker correct okay. They wouldn't meet their maker intoxicated, okay? They wouldn't meet their maker after sinning, because drinking is a sin. But so is also killing. Killing is a sin. Now, they talk about killing in Islam. The Prophet didn't allow you to, to break a branch off a tree, okay? In war. Unlike what the United States did with napalm in Vietnam, where they leveled out that whole country and burned the shit out of it. Oh, and the chemicals, Agent Orange, too. Okay. Yeah. Right? So, in an Islamic war, you can't destroy the vegetation. Forget about that. You know, there was a story of, of the uh, one of the Sahabas. He's the second caliph, caliph in Islam. He was fighting a guy in, in a holy war, and the guy spit at him. And he was getting ready to kill him, and he stopped. And the guy goes, why are you stopping? Why don't you kill me? He goes, because if I kill you right now, I'll be killing you because of revenge for you spitting on me. Okay? Not because I'm fighting you for my holy war. This is the, the how detailed that is. Well, see, now, if you okay. hear that story right there, that's that's the under that's the islam understanding that i understand but the what's being told is no they or at least again it's false information or like trump likes to call it fake news yeah. it's no if they just claim jihad but like you need a caliph to claim jihad and we don't have a caliph right now so which is why like these people can't do that and right. then without a caliph there is no jihad call right exactly and and the other so thing so it's like is, if you only knew the blow, basic blow, of it you blowing, would know that blowing up uh, a Innocent. Bus, None uh, of that is allowed. Uh, a building with non-combatants in it. Baba, forget blowing up. How about forget blowing up, like just even if they just left a bomb in the innocent place, killing themselves is not permitted at all. Right. So the act of killing yourself, suicide, you go to hell. No matter what. For, there's no exceptions. Eternity, Correct. There's, there's no exception. There's, there's no exceptions. I don't even think okay. you can like sacrifice if, your life for other people's lives. I think that still counts. If you're fighting in a battle and the person surrenders, you can't kill them. Yeah. And how do you treat? Look, th- this was going on for centuries. And if you listen to some of the people, the Crusaders that were fighting against uh, um, the Islamic uh, 
rulers at the time, when they were trying to take Jerusalem, um, Aladdin, Aladdin, that was his name, Salahuddin Ayubi, okay? And when he captured the enemy, he he brought him into his tent and he fed him and he gave him drink and stuff like that. And he says, why are you treating me like this? Is because this is what Islam teaches us to do with our prisons of war. Yeah. Okay? It's to show them respect and to treat them kindly. Okay? Is that what happens in Guantanamo? Not at all. But see, that's the other thing. Like, if... It and we can kind of wrap it up a little bit around here because I kind of used the restroom again. But like uh, Somalia, uh, apparently we've been on and off bombing Somalia for a very long time, always under the guise of we're trying to help the Somalian governments uh, fight ter different terrorist groups in the region. And the terrorist groups probably started off as one thing and then became another thing. More recently now, they're apparently some kind of Muslim terrorists. But here's what it comes down to. These people are... We'll just say there's 10 people in the country and two of them are terrorists, quote unquote terrorists. Well, guess what? And the Air Force goes and tries to kill those two. They only kill one, but they also kill three non-terrorist non Somalians. So now you have a lot of people who are the offspring of those three who were killed and they decide, well, you know what? We're going to listen to the one guy who survived because, you know, clearly, you know, America sucks. They keep killing us. So we create more terrorists. Does that make sense? Like, I know I went in a roundabout way of saying I, I, I'm going to give you just a quick thing. Yeah. The department, the secretary of defense goes to talk to Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld says we're going to war with Afghanistan. Why? I don't know. He goes, he says, come with yeah, me. I heard that too. Yeah. He goes into another room. It's a war room. He goes, and we're going to go to war with these other and five, he named five Muslim countries. He named all, almost every nation that we we've been at or we're in. He said like Libya, Somalia, Somalia, Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, of Iran, oh. and the only one we haven't really been in yet is Iran. Yet. Oh, but we but, were in Iran before Iraq. You see. Where are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember see, that. Ira Iran. You got to know the story of Iran. Iran. Are you talking about the Contra thing? Well, no. We we ended up taking. Iran over, okay, by putting the Shah in its place, and then so they that revolted. We can take the oil, right? Okay, when the Shah ended up having cancer, brain cancer, and he left with billions and billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars, the Ir the Iranian people says we want the Shah to be extradited back to uh, to uh, Iran, Iran to face because it. we want him to bring back for them, bring back the money. Yeah, but you, United States gave them asylum. Okay, so oh, wow. then, so then they ended up grabbing three hundred citizens. Okay, and I don't know if you remember this is probably before, right before my time, before before your time. Okay, that became the big problem with Carter, President Carter. Yeah. Okay, he was seen as a weak president. I remember because that because he couldn't get the Americans released. Oh, you want to know what I heard? And this is again before my time. Whoever came right after, he, he, that's what so they were praising him because I think it was uh, Reagan or Nixon. Oh, right after, as soon as he gets in, he gets the Iran. Apparently, Carter had had negotiated it, right. but they didn't want it to go through until the next guy became president, right. so, so he can so, claim so it. So Carter became the bad guy because of the policies that were set by the president before him. Okay, the person that they were protecting was somebody that stole 
massive amounts of wealth from the people and left them starving, okay? Took $200 billion of stuff, okay? That there was no way he was going to be able to ever spend it in his life, especially he had brain cancer and was dying. So why didn't he return that money to the people? Here's why. And we can, we can, so it's the same reason why all these people do it. The, the money is power. They don't really care. They'll use their power to trick people. This is what the 48 Laws kind of pretty much tells you. you got to use your power to get money, and money will get more power. And then when you have power, the main thing is control. That's what we really want, is to be able to control people and hear me out, right? They don't, they'll pretend. That's why a lot of them will say, like, oh, almost like cults are a big thing because people are willing to give things for some false thing. That's why the bullshit happened in fucking Palestine, Okay, where hold on, hold on, that hold guy on. got lots and lots of money, the one that was supposed to be on our side, and none of it goes to the people, though. Oh, uh, yeah. He, you know, but he, that happens everywhere. That, I'm not, I, we don't have to even say his name because we don't want to get... Let, let me just finish ahead. what we were doing with... So Iran was our ally with the Shah, and then... When, oh, yeah, because the, we didn't extradite them. When the, when the people revolted, because we didn't give it back, they became our enemy, right? Yep. So who did we fund? We fund Saddam Hussein... In Iraq, to fight a ten-year war against with Iran. Iran, yep, we furnished Iraq with all these weapons. Okay, when they did the job and took over to beat Iran, then Iraq became our enemy. Why? Because they decided that they no longer wanted to sell oil with dollars. They wanted That's to where sell it, it with gold from. and silver. So that would have crashed the the money. The same with the Libya. Uh, with Gaddafi in Libya, okay, yep. they no longer wanted to trade. They with wanted US a gold dollar. standard. They wanted to trade with gold and silver. And the reason, if okay. I can just say this for the layman, the reason that's important is because the Federal Reserve, who who pretty much controls the U.S. dollar, would then lose a lot of their their power, and they don't want to lose their power. Right now, what do you think this war is about? With, uh, the, the war in Ukraine and Ukraine, Russia. Yeah, resources. It, the war in Ukraine and the war that's going to happen if they push it in China oh, yeah. is about whose dollar is going to perpetuate and whose dollar is going to survive. Is it going to be okay. right, the ruble? See, see, now they were trying to crush Russia's ruble. And it, it instead is it But it doubled. backfired on them yeah. because they didn't really plan it out correctly. Okay? Yep. So what happened was they didn't realize that all that those um, precious metals in Ukraine and the grain in Ukraine and the oil in Russia that's supplying 60% of the oil in all of Europe, okay, is coming from Russia, okay? So now the talk is, oh, we need to take Ukraine back at all costs because the food is there, the, the precious metals are there, and the oil is there to supply all of Europe. Okay, so is this thing going to end with Zelensky? No, Zelensky, 10 million of his people already left the country. Hundreds of thousands are, are, are at least, if they're saying that 32,000 Russians were killed, how many Ukrainian soldiers were killed? Can we pause for a second? Sure.
And we're back. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Uh, so, yeah, we were talking about Ukraine and, and the resources that are in Ukraine, such as the grains and all that. And, and besides even the, the fight for the, the money, let's talk about the food shortages that are coming because, you know, they're trying to say that the gas prices and all that are, are due. A lot of everything is going up. Look, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. But there's um, definitely something going on with the food. Look, Ukraine, Ukraine is there's one Ukraine and Russia are both large exporters of grain. And grain is used in all the all the foods. It's not just flour; it's wheat and corn and barley, and it's all the fillers that's in everything that we eat. Right. Everything that you look at that. If you're trying to go keto, it's pretty much everything. Yeah, more than one item inside the the ingredient thing, it's got some kind of grain in it or some filler. Yeah. So it's used in everything. All right. Then a lot of the the new chips stuff, the metals for the chips, that's... Oh, been, computer chips. That's being mined in Ukraine. The metals in Ukraine, and then the chips are being made in, in Taiwan, which is why, you know, the... Uh-huh. That's amazing, isn't it? The mm. two countries? China and you, Russia. Where, oh. you, where you mine it and where it's going that we have to defend something that was part of China from, from the inception of China... Now we want to separate Taiwan from China, but we say no. It's a one-China policy, but we want China to have its independence. Excuse me, wise father. I have a quick question. Mm. Are you saying that that we're possibly going? We're, the only reason that we're possibly defending Ukraine is because Ukraine has the precious metals which are used in in these electrical vehicles, and that we're only going to defend Taiwan because they also make the microchips. So that and, until we, of course, get our own, and then we don't need them because we're pushing this whole electrical vehicle agenda. Is that is that what you're saying, oh, Wise Father? It could it could be could be. Do we defend other countries that? Um, have nothing to that we have no value of getting anything from. No, do we defend? Like, Why do we give? Ec- we don't give a fuck about Palestine because what does Palestine have? Nothing. Right. But you know what Israel has? They have uh, the way, ability to modify our weapons and then sell them to uh, the people we can't sell them to directly. Okay, you know what? Now you opened up. I think Israel. I talked about Ho- hold that. Hold on, you, you opened I up did, Israel. Not you. You, you opened up Israel. Israel did this when you, Russia went into Ukraine. That was annexing a sovereign nation. Okay, when Israel went into Syria and took the Golan Heights and found oil there and annexed it, that wasn't annexing a sovereign nation, right? Well, it's it's the same thing that happened with George Bush. How about how about when Israel? Okay, in the Seven Day War, they took territories from Egypt and they took territories from Jordan, West Bank, and Gaza. And I think okay? from Lebanon too, or no? All right, Lebanon. Or is that early, another war? Okay, right, sorry, but. But those were all the countries that were attacked Israel, all right? So when they took it, that was okay because that was done in a war. They were attacked and they they ended up taking the defense system, okay? Israel and Syria were not at war. So when the United States went out, went in to take out uh, and do regime change in Syria because they didn't like um, This is the most recent one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right? Then... The whole thing with ISIS is there, okay? 
But if you talk to the Syrian people, they were living really comfortable before. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of Syrian re- uh, family and, and, and friends and family that were, they loved Syria. That was pretty they, much where they wanted to go. The, Everybody the, wanted to retire in Syria. The people that were in the Middle East would go there. If they were going to get married, they would go to Syria to buy all their wedding goods. Yeah. Their gowns, their dresses, their suits, their gifts, their stuff, because it was cheap. If you went into Syria and you ate, you ate like a king, and it was 30 bucks for 10 people. Okay? It was cheap. Syria was self-sufficient. Okay? But they were, what you had was, you had, and this is the thing now with Turkey too, with the Kurds. The Kurds that were in Iraq... The ones that people that that the United States keeps saying the Iraqis, uh, Saddam uh, gassed his own people. They were Kurds that were in northern Iraq that they decided that they wanted to take over the northern part of Iraq, which has their oil refineries. (coughs) Okay, that that it's okay for us to take this fucking land from you, just like if if the Mexicans decided we want to take Texas. Or California from the United States, we're going to sit there and say, yeah, that's a fucking okay. It's okay to do. We're not going to be okay with that. Saddam wasn't okay with it either. Either he's not, going like to give, a, yeah. he's not going to give the land to the Kurds. So when he pushed them out of Iraq, where'd they go? They went into Turkey. They started to do the same shit in Turkey. Then he said, no, 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 fuck that. You're not taking part of fucking Turkey. He fucking started pushing them out of Turkey. He's been fighting with the Kurds for 30 years. The Turkey's been you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned years. that because I actually have heard that. Like okay. on and off. Like it doesn't, it's not always brought up too much. But okay. yeah, that they're. But, but you see now, what, what did the United States do? The United States sided with the Kurds, even though we know that they're considered terrorists. They're on the terrorist watch list or the terrorist list, right? And all of Europe saying that they're on the terrorist list. But we sided with them against ISIS. Okay, and we're supposed to side with NATO, right? You have a treaty that says that you're supposed to defend NATO, right? Yeah. And one of the countries in NATO, the largest countries in NATO, the one that puts most of the, the weapons into NATO is Turkey. Okay, you're not siding with Turkey on their border. Turkey took in, I think, six million Syrian refugees, and it's fucking up Turkey's economy, okay? So Turkey's saying there was supposed to be a 30-kilometer buffer buffer in northern Syria. We want to build 240,000 houses and move the Syrian refugees back into Syria. They want to put the Syrians back in Syria, okay? And now we're getting resistance from the United States because... Oh, it's going to disrupt the Kurds who are our allies. But the Kurds that are our allies are also known as the terrorists in Europe and in the United States. <clears throat> See, that's, that's where it gets very, very, very complicated. Okay. But, uh, but like, if, if you think about it, <clears throat> like what if, if we want to bring it together, that makes sense because there's... It's only everything is always done for political. Like like I was trying to get to with the whole like why is it this country can do it and this one can't? 
George Bush, you probably heard that blunder yeah, you he heard did. When he blundered, and he goes, "Yeah, um, it's like you can't just go into a nation uh, unprovoked and just take their land uh, like Russia did in in uh, Iraq. Uh, I mean Afghanistan." And then he goes, uh, "Iraq too." He goes, uh, don't, "Forgive me, I, I'm 75 years old." Yeah. And so, there's two so things. How come he wasn't held for war crimes? Because he he can get pardoned uh, because uh, Biden is part of it. They, they're all part of the. We're going to pretend run for president and pretend to be yeah, enemies with each other and never get shit done. Look, I don't I don't condone what Russian did. I don't think that anybody should kill anybody. Thank you for saying that because okay. people might have assumed just because we haven't just praised Zelensky the entire time. Okay, Zelensky. If you look at his history before he became the so-called huh. hero, you want to hear? Okay, he was he, about to get outed. He was about to get outed for criminal activities that goes on in corruption in in Ukraine. Literally before this whole invasion, okay. they were they would if you knew looked up uh, uh, Ukraine is it would be followed by is the most corrupt country in Europe. Okay, now what made him a hero? Because he wore a green army shirt, okay, and was standing with his troops fighting. His troops are heroes. He's not. Correct. Okay. And his troops are being forced to being heroes, okay. by the way. If and you're a fighting age, you but, can't leave. But but now listen, why did when when you had when you took your separation from, from Russia, okay, during the war pack agreement and uh, they they said, Okay, you're gonna get your independence, but you can't join NATO. It's a red line. From nineteen ninety five, two thousand and one the department of the state department said the pentagon said this is a red line that russia is not going to fucking tolerate you the uh, the um, ukraine joining nato they fucking knew that it's the fucking red line they kept pushing for them to join nato okay yeah you're living in peace you're trading you're getting oil your ports are open okay there's no need for weapons of mass destruction because you're living in peace. All these countries, Germany, France, Italy, uh, Romania, Hungary, all were trading with Russia, right? They were not at war. Or they else they wouldn't, they wouldn't get 60% of their oil to heat their fucking country. Oh, by the way, they still were. The, the the way that you know they couldn't buy it through the ruble, so what they did is they go through. I forgot the name of the. I wrote, I talked about him on one of no, my no, podcasts. No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about prior to the invasion or yeah, the special. Right. Uh, okay, action, correct. Okay, they were at peace. Yes. Okay? So you pushed this guy to not be able to have another choice because you kept saying that we want Ukraine to be part of NATO, and then. Now Finland and and uh, Sweden also want to be part of NATO, whereas where they were all made the agreement that they were not going to join. Now you're going to join. Now that how is that any different than when Russia put missiles or tried to put missiles in Cuba, and we didn't like that fucking idea, so we caused the the whole Cuban missile crisis. I'm glad you mentioned that. pigs. Okay, it's okay for us to do it, but it's not okay for them to do it. You see, that double standard is what causes the world to not like Americans. Exactly, and okay? I'm glad you said that because now, I mentioned you're, that you're, earlier. You're, you're, we're a democracy that we should be fair. Okay, you, you wanna, you know, look, talk the talk, walk the walk. 
Okay? Exactly. You want to fucking preach independence and freedom. Okay? You need to practice it. Okay? You don't need to be a fucking tyrant. Do what I say, not what I do. Because people don't like that kind of person. That How is that any different than, than the dictator? Exactly. You know, so our, our, look, Americans are good people. We are good people. The people I am American. Most look, if you go out in the Midwest and you go in the South, you'll see the real genuine American people and, and their desire to help. Why did America come up with bringing all this money and, and okaying the uh, help to Ukraine and other nations that go to war, they take in uh, refugees, they send support, because generally Americans are good people. But our geopolitical fucking um, thing, our, our government... It doesn't do what's the right for the people. It doesn't. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Most most nations, the people of the nation, regardless, like even North Korea, for example, we would say North Korea is a bad country, but the people of North Korea, they're not bad people for the most part. It's the government that's corrupt. Well, let's, in, in, in let, almost every place. Let, let's, in America... Let's, let's go back 50 years. Most Americans are not bad, like you're saying. Most Americans don't really, most, a majority, don't even believe in what... Like we can't even unite on the president. You have to get forty percent. Look, let's, let's not even half the nation. Let's go back fifty years. There was no North Korea, South Korea. There was Korea until one side tried to get communist or whatever, and then oh, the other side. Now, and we tried now, to fight against communism. Now and the we brother, separated them. The brother who was at the border, one brother lived north, one brother lived south, became enemies of each other. Automatically, yeah, it's terrible. Why? Because we can control them that way politics well, but that too we, under the guise of politics we now found a way to divide brothers because maybe north korea and south korea but, as but, one but, whole but see, korea but, could have been a problem for russia could have been a problem for america could but, have been a problem like japan was but if we are able to right now hey russia i'm american i call russia hey russia let's go ahead and let's let's have a little bit war let's use these guys and we'll go in i will go in from the south you go in from the north we'll split the nation eventually we'll get the we'll get, we'll get the resources but like then they won't be unified together what's that divide and conquer exactly huh but you know that that's that, what they're that, doing in america that, with the political system that colonialism has been going on for a very long time you know india was hindustan I was going to just say thank you for okay. bringing that up. And they were one people, okay? And their GDP was probably one of the highest in the world at the time, okay? The in English go into India, and they divide the country into three countries. They divide it in India, Pakistan, and West Pakistan. East Pakistan, West Pakistan. Then East Pakistan becomes Bangladesh, and West Pakistan just becomes Pakistan, right? But now, we're making them fight each other okay so now pakistan is being backed by russia and the united states is back in india okay well, and these are people that are the same people now because we divided the country are making them fight each other well i was going to say that do you i mean i don't know exact i think i want to say it was in the 70s that they that they divided like 76 i think is sounds familiar 1976 no, I, think, I think it was before that but let's just say whatever year before that it was all just india 
yeah. or Hindustan or whatever. Well, but but, like, not, but they, were, they were maybe divided in like ideologies, but they weren't necessarily, were they like, we need two countries or was it that Britain split them that, because that's where I see fucked up because they were just like, man, you guys are all spread out. You're not like this is the majority, like half the country is mostly Muslim. The other half is, is, Indi- is, pa- is Hindu. Why don't we just put the border right here since you guys are already split already? Okay. They literally said, nah, we're going to rearrange it. And now you move there and you move there. And that made them hate each other even more. What's the population of India? It's billions. Well, I think it's 1.2 billion. Something like that, yeah. And Pakistan is like 350 million. And Bangladesh is like 200 million, right? So now you got almost 2 billion people. If they had one ruler, what kind of army would they have? They be very large. Can you control them? Mm, I see now what you're saying. But if you split you them up, them, right? But it's also now, the divide and conquer thing. Now, like now you, you divided them, but you didn't divide just the land. You divided their mentality. Yes. Okay. You said now there's a place in India that is Muslim, Kashmir. Okay, but the majority of India section is Hindu. Okay. So the Muslim that wants to eat cow, if he eats cow, he's breaking the law in India and they burn him and they set him on fire because the cow in India is a, is a reincarnation of a god. But however, that was probably not a law before that, right? Where what if you were Muslim, you probably would be exempt in India in pre, in, like pre-separation. But like, oh, but you're Muslim. You're allowed to eat cow, but don't be Hindu and eating cow, right? Because then you get punished. Right. Well, well, now they they build this big ass tower out of straw, and they put them in a cage, and they put them they ho- they bring the uh, crane and they hoist them on the top, and they set it on fire and burn them to death. Yeah, it's, okay. it's terrible, and, and it's all well, but, but in see, the, under the guise of controlling the but, resources but, of but, India. But you see, now that's not considered. A, uh, a human right violation, right? Well, it's because their we're, own laws. Because we're backing. We're backing. But it's India. also their laws. Okay. So, so burning somebody to death? I don't know if that's... the Look, the punishments and the laws. You, you don't go to the... Apparently, if I, if I want to smoke my marijuana, I don't do that in uh, Dubai. Because if I do, I'm getting in a lot of trouble. Or Saudi Arabia too. You get in a lot more trouble than if I, I smoke my weed in New York City. You have to obey the laws of the land, correct? But you also they the the laws of the land should not be like. Well, it's the same thing. Like, look, if you if you're in Kashmir, which is in India technically, and you want to eat beef, maybe it's time to find some real estate in Pakistan and consider selling your home, moving over there. Oh, but my people, hey. Your people are better if they're around than if they're dead or if they're living under terrible conditions. Okay, but, but you know, so and your heritage can live with you in another place. But you see, that's that's the thing. You become a nationalist, and that's it becomes problem. a problem. Okay, now what is the problem with Kuwait and Iraq? You know, over sixty years ago, they were the same country. Yeah, the Kuwaiti was Iraqi. Kuwait is, I think, South Iraq. It's like, I think... Uh, it doesn't matter. East, I think. Okay. Okay? It was the same country. But we decided we're going to split it up. Well, this was the one in the 90s. This is what caused the Iraq War. In the 90s, though. Not the, the, the one from my time. No, the The one, the earlier one. The your, first one. Your time. The second one, then. Yeah, because of the oil... Was oh, right, right, right. You know, you're right now. I remember now. Now, Iraq was fighting Iran for the United States, and they set up a deal 
where Kuwait would collect the money for the this oil, Iraqi oil that was sold. Okay, there was a um, April Glass, I think was her name, was the ambassador from the United States that set the deal up. When Iraq said, "Okay, tell Kuwait to give us our money," um, they said, "We're not involved. You get it yourself." When they asked Kuwait, Kuwait says, fuck you, we're not going to give you your money. So Saddam was mad. So Saddam said, okay, he just was fighting 10-year war with Iran. His troops are ready to go. Yeah. He rolled his fucking troops right in there. And then the United States said, what the fuck? Oh, now we got to stop this. Now, if Iraq really wanted to fight the United States, would you let you, would I let you bring 100,000 troops over? No. He waited till the United States brought all their troops over. Because he wasn't trying to fight the United because States. Because his intention was not to fight the United States. He just wanted his fucking money. So let's let's bring this, unless you have anything else to finish right? with that, I'm sorry. But, but you see, now what's happening is China has learned United States tactics, okay? Right. So China did this. China's now, if you look at how they, they looked at what happened in Russia with Ukraine, and they looked at what happened in Afghanistan, and they looked at what happened in Iraq, and they looked at what happened with the United States involvement in all these countries in Syria, and they realized that, you know what? We can't fight the United States the same way. Right. Okay? So, um, they know that they need to control their region, and they need to control the resources and they need to control that this boycott that they did on Russia can't affect China. And there's a company that runs these uh, simulations of wars between countries and they see since for the last 10 years that United States if if China decides to take Taiwan they could they can't Oh, they China, oh, China, China can. Yeah. United States can't defend it. Right. The United States would lose. It's it's right. Yeah. Okay. And and the thing is, do we really want to fucking go to a nuclear war with, with China, China over Taiwan? Like, and am I? And I love Taiwan. Taiwan people in Taiwan listen to my podcast, unless it's just some guy with a VPN. Look, <laughs> you know, look, like, are we getting stuff from Taiwan? Yeah, they're chips. We're trading with them, right? Yeah. So why would you want to fuck that up? Well, see, that's the thing that I'm trying to go full circle is unless China, it's, it's divide not, and conquer. China's saying they want to have control. Have, they can have their independent, but you're not going to make them totally independent. Well, that's why China wants to unify it back because it's easier to control it if it's part of China you than if it's you free. Don't, you don't think China would want the income that's coming in from Taiwan they as part do. of their natural resources? Oh, they do. They want it. Okay, but do you, does China need it? Do you know that every fucking country in the world owes China money right now? Yeah. You know one of the biggest ones that owes Us, it? America. We just took fucking $400 billion from China to give to we Ukraine. We owe China trillions of dollars. Trillions. I would not be surprised if it, if it gets to the, like almost close to the next thing above okay. a trillion. So, so what Quadrillion, you, whatever what, it is. What are you doing? Why you want to fucking start a war? Why? Well, here's, If the world is at fucking peace now, leave it the fuck alone. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Let's just keep borrowing money from China, and then whenever China decides, hey, uh, America, you owe us all this money, 
it's dine and dash. We go and we, all right, well, instead of paying you, we'll just go to war with you. Because if we, if we don't go to war with you, we can't pay you back. So you pretty much own America. Or if we go to war with you, we can beat you possibly. And now we own China and we get to stay America. Or worst case, we lose as American, we could still become part of China. But at least we didn't have to just sell out right away. We went out with a fight. Look, we, we didn't go to war in Ukraine because we supplied the weapons in Ukraine and let the Ukrainian people do it. Yeah. Okay. And we have NATO there as our allies and they contribute manpower. Okay. In Taiwan, it's not going to be the same. No. Okay. You're not going to get fucking the Japanese or the Guam. Okay. Or even India is not going to send troops over. Well, too many of them are, are you're, you have to talk into it. Yeah. They're, they're not going to send it to China. Well, that's the thing. Okay. There, a lot of these countries... I'm noticing they don't want to choose a side in this whole uh, uh, um, Russia-Ukraine thing because they they kind of want to wait and see who's the winner because some of them trade with Russia, some of them they're, they're China's with ally who trades with Russia, or they want to see maybe the European Union and, and the NATO side is the side we want to take. Okay, how about I'm going to ask you one question? Yeah, who's the United States' biggest ally? Uh, ooh, ah. Uh. I want to say it should be Britain. However, I think it's Saudi Arabia. Israel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Why did I? I don't know why. Do you know Israel didn't choose a side? Yeah. I know. I noticed that. How come nobody's bashing them about it? Because, oh, because it's illegal to do that. No, no, no. See, when, when uh, Zelensky went against Germany for buying oil... Because 60% of their oil heats and runs their companies in Germany, the Germans were bad. When the French, they were bad. When the Hungarian says, all worlds, a landlocked country. If we don't get the fucking oil from there, we're not getting in from anyplace else. Yeah. Okay? We need it fucking to survive and our economy is fucking tanking. Yeah. Okay? And they call them bad. But and they call it, them bad, But right? if Israel wants to... But United States said to Israel, can you send over some uh, some defense systems? They said no. We're only going to send humanitarian aid. Yeah. And you're okay. Yeah, they're, well, <laughs> they're allowed to get away with a lot of things you're, over there. You're okay with sending over your humanitarian aids. We sent helmets and flak jackets and military... Uh, um, medicines and stuff like that and we set up field hospitals okay but we're still going to trade with russia and i right. guess like there, i'm trying to think if there's a way to like like kind of bring it all together but i think it's, it's more the divide and conquer thing which is why in america if you've noticed i mean we we can absolutely say it happened um as early as the bush days was when it started where first is like let's cut the Muslims out. The first and, and Bush. Even if, well, from my time. Da Daddy, Daddy Bush had this plan with Rumsfeld, Cheney. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And those guys was written when he was still in the CIA. To take over the Middle East. <clears throat> or at least he to says, get the in order to control the world, you have to control the oil. Right. In order to control Asia... You had to control the Middle East. Well, well, what I meant, though, is... Because who is the biggest buyer of the oil? Is America. China. Oh, right, right, right. 
because they have they use a lot of China's it, right? buying all the oil. Okay, right now the problem is China's buying oil from Russia, which is fucking up that whole thing with the sanctions. Yeah, okay? Europe's still buying the oil because they got no choice. So it's that didn't even really work. The ruble is up. I think higher now than it was prior to the war. Yeah, anything it lost, it, it it gained back. Okay, so now what's happening with the United States economy? We're out of grain. So I went to the pizzeria the other day, and the, the pizzeria owner said that I was paying $12 a bag, a 100-pound bag of flour. Now it's $25 a bag. And cheese has gone to a uh, dollar a pound up. And so the pizza, the chi- the chicken pie that I used to buy for twenty four dollars is thirty dollars now. Okay, um, you hear about the ten thousand head of cattle that died. Yep. And recently, there's another thing of sheep that passed away, like a whole fucking mountainside covered with dead sheep carcasses. And you were you were telling me if I if I can sum it up quickly, it's the the way that the cow. Um, when it's digesting the food, it produces a lot of heat in breaking down the food. And because they have them on some of these lots where they're, they instead of laying on the grass where they could cool down, uh, they're laying on, on the ground, which is already hot, especially because it's, it's absorbing the heat that's coming down from especially these heat waves. Right. And then and at nighttime, the heat's still coming back up, so there's no relief. And then these cows pretty much cook from the inside and die. Right. They, they and die. the reason I, I wanted to sum it up quickly like that is because I heard... And this is, it was crazy because we talked about this yesterday and then this morning, I think, or yesterday I saw like a brief notification. I didn't look into it about a new heat wave is coming in mm. June and it's like uh, uh, another things of, of plus hundred days uh, and like, are we prepared? Yeah, but look, look at what's going to happen there's, now. There's something crazy about this because this happens in Kansas where the temperatures, they got up high, but the cows that are in Texas where the temperatures are always over 115 degrees those cows are not dying. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, you did you say why but, that was? But, but now there's this whole thing that's going to become a food store shortage, right? We had uh, the FDA go in and close the baby food formula shop, right? Yep. Then when the people got pissed off, why the fuck is the baby form? We can't find baby formula. Then they said, okay, you know what? FDA let them open up again. But why didn't you let them clean the facility and reinspect it before opening it? Because you just let them reopen it, and then they closed it again because there's still contamination. Well, I think this is all population control. So we got to divide them. We got to get rid of their food. We got to give them uh, things to reduce their population. Let's make them want to change their gender so that they can't genetically whether they really want to or not, mm-hmm. just so they can't genetically produce. And even if they can produce, guess what? You can't feed your baby. Uh, and, and, and you can't even feed yourself, too, because pretty soon the prices are going to go up so much. Watch what's going to happen. They asked Bill Gates. They said, you say that you don't profiteer on the vaccines, but you invested $10 billion in it. Okay. Then somebody else asked him, what was the return on your investment for the vaccines? He says 20 to 1. Which is ridiculous. Okay. So his $10 billion 
made him 200 billion which is ridiculous because it's one thing if he was like no 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 i gave 10 billion because there was a global pandemic and i thought instead of me having this 10 billion dollars that i'm going to die with and i'm going to have to give away when i die why don't i just use it to try to help the rest of the world that would have been a good that would have been the good thing to do hold on we're not done but he didn't do it for that he did it for money right you know who he owns the number he's the number one farm owner is that what you were going to say i'm that's, sorry to, that's I'm sorry. what i was going to say i'm sorry to jump in now we don't have grain coming excited. in from ukraine and russia right we're going to get but, that but, bill gates microsoft bill gates bill gates is now the largest landowner farm landowner in yep. the united states right he you know what do you know what he's pushing right now gmo he's pushing gmo food but what else is he pushing uh, non meat oh, alternatives meat bought by uh alternatives like the beyond meat and all that stuff like right? that, oh, that which is all that, oil what, what the hell i don't know they're you know, all that, pretty much that, oils that and shit impossible burger impossible burger beyond Meat. he's trying to do that that you don't need meat anymore okay meat is bad for you so have this artificially made bullshit with all the full chemicals, of chemicals yeah. and that's supposed to be better for you? Well, here's why. Because the real rich people are still going to be able to have access, even if it's more expensive, to real beef and to real vegetables. They don't have to eat this all day. Hey, you know what? We want burgers today. So instead of having beef burgers, which cost, which used to cost, let's say, $10 for the family's worth of uh, ground beef for two pounds. Oh, now we, we, we can't afford that. But we could get... For the same $10, we can get this Beyond Burger stuff for everybody. Right. And it's just chemicals. But the rich people, they can afford the real meat and the real vegetables. They don't have to eat this garbage. Right. Now, here's the other thing. You know, Bill Gates, his farm uh, is the number one. They they make potato, they grow potatoes, and their biggest purchaser is McDonald's. Mm. So it's, oh, it's so, that's why, like, I so believe when you look into history... Look, the people in power, they work together to keep that power. It's like nobility, nobility, right? Yeah. So it's literally like, hey, I'm the Bill, I'm the the Microsoft fortune, and like, oh, I'm the McDonald's fortune. It's like, well, we only do we do computers, but now we're looking into farmland. It's like, oh, well, we do real estate, and we're also looking into food, uh, McDonald's. So McDonald's like, hey, we need some food. Like, why don't you have farmland? Why don't you grow the potatoes, and then we can, we'll buy the potatoes from you, and you have a guaranteed large purchase order. You know, you know the guy Croc who invented McDonald's. They asked him, "So, um, what's your biggest asset?" The real estate. It's the real estate. They own, I think, just as much or more than the Catholic Church. Okay, so, you know, of course, those big guys are going to be working together. Okay, you know George Soros. You heard of the name? Yo, you know George Soros. Is he pushing the whole thing in Iraq and uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine? I would assume so. And he's yes. probably on the, uh, the Zelensky side for oh. sure. Oh, but did you also know that he's in bed with Black BlackRock? BlackRock, Blackstone. That Sunset. said, don't buy diesel fuel. So that the price can go up. So that the shipping became a problem. So it caused that whole shipping um, delay. That being able to access all this stuff because uh, it was just too costly, okay? And and so they set it up so all these guys are doing it to, at the same time to fuck things all up for the people. I don't know where you heard about Soros, but I'm glad you did because in the com conspiracy community, it's every it's pretty much like blame. He's like the new name for Illuminati. Like he's the one who does all this shit that divides us. Right. He he's he's uh, the he's a uh, if you look at him, he looks evil. Well, him and then the other one, um, I forget his name, World Economic Forum. Oh, they talk like this, um, uh, uh, something Klaus. 
Klaus Schwab. I am Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum. What we must do is unite the entire world under one world government. Uh, I already have my you, minions. You, you don't know who Charles, he, he really says... You, I, you don't know who Charles Schwab is? Charles Schwab. You never heard of Schwab? Schwab. Schwabenland. Um, Schwab. All the... Oh, uh, the banks. Not, not, not the banks, banks. The, or the lending thing. The, um, investment Investment place. For yeah. all the stocks and bonds. Right, like Merrill Lynch is one of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about controlling the money. So if we're going to bring this all full circle before we wrap this up, what I'm noticing is the people all the way at the top, It's it's it literally is divide and conquer. If they need us always fighting each other because we, you know what happened in 2008 is right around then, is a whole bunch of people got mad at Wall Street. And remember that whole um, Occupy Wall Street thing? Mm. And those big companies didn't like everybody that was below them unifying against them. So they squashed it, and then they did their divide-and-conquer tactic with this way. Let's go woke or go broke. You heard that term? Oh, uh, oh you used to be against us. Oh, well, uh, well now we... Look... It's Juneteenth. We're gonna put a a, a, a black fist for for uh, uh, and we're gonna close our stores on Juneteenth. Oh wait, wait, wait! What the fuck is Juneteenth? Apparently, and I don't know too much, but it's apparently when the fr- the slaves were, were uh, actually freed, which was like June nineteenth, whatever year. Mm. And he, the, I, I saw that as as the largest travel day uh, on some some news thing. And then it came up some other time, and I'm like, what the fuck is Juneteenth? It's I never like heard a, that before. It, it's, it started in the pandemic. And okay. and, and the joke I'm going to try later on tonight is like, yeah, Juneteenth. It's, it's almost like white people are like, oh, we need a, a reason to day drink in June. You know, mm. in February, we day drink for, for love, for, for Valentine's Day. And then in March, we pretend we're Irish. And, and then in April, we get high for Hitler. You know what I mean? And then May, we pretend we're Mexican. Yeah. You know, what do we have in June? We're not going to pretend we're gay. But, you know, we'll pretend we're yeah, the black people. And then July is for America. Are you are you seeing how the, the, the country is polarizing right now? Well, that was what I was going to say. It's so divided. They want to tell you, okay, Look, you, are you, you, you pro-trans? Pro- Gender or against transgender? Uh-huh. Do you want them to? Do you want to have homeschool? Are you pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine? They want you. Are you left or are you right? Oh, and here's the other thing. This is the main thing I want you to take away. They got us so polarized that if you don't agree with what I'm saying, I automatically label you as the other side without actually asking you. So, for example, if I say, "Oh, are you vaccinated?" and you say, "Nah, I don't think I want to put that in my body." and I'm pro-vaccine, I'm just going to say, oh, you're probably on the right. You could literally be like, actually, no, I'm independent. Or I'm a lefty, and I'm a lefty on everything except for the vaccine, because uh, if I take that chemical, I'm allergic to one of them, and I'll die. But, but look at now, I'm actually pro-vaccine, but if I take this one, I'll die. But now look at what the left is, right? The left is pro, pro-abortion? Uh, seemingly so. Pro-vaccine? Seemingly so, yes. Pro-transgender? Yes. Yep. Pro-spending? Mm-hmm. Defunding the police. Defunding the police? I thought they said the Republicans were defending the police. No, defund- the Republicans love the police. It's the the left that doesn't like the police. Uh, defunding the police? Okay. But Nancy Pelosi made it seem that if... The, or, um, Hillary says if uh, the Republicans get back in, then they're going to defund the police. No, that's, no, that's they're, her they're, thing. Is. She's going to run 24. 
She said she's going to run. That the Republicans are going to defund the police? Yeah, I didn't think so, but I thought it was the other way because Trump was always with the... Was with pro. The, like he was telling him, the yeah, why are, you, why are you putting your hand on their head when you put him in the car? Hit their head in the, in the door when you put him in the cup. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm now, not going to lie. That guy so was fucking funny, look though. look at where we're going. Funniest we're, president we, ever, We Trump. want companies like State Farm... Oh. And Disney. Well, that's the thing. Teaching our kids oh, okay. whether they should be boys and girls. Hold on. Castrate. Can I pause chemically you? Chemically castrate. Can I pause you for a second? Here's what it is. It's they don't really care about that. They think there's money if we pretend. State Farm says, "Hey, you know what? Everybody's is going pro-trans rights. Maybe if we give out free books on how to to do that, anybody who's pro-trans." Who doesn't have State Farm? They have Geico or whatever. Maybe they'll buy Geico or they'll buy State Farm, because here, here's where I figured it out. You know, you know when I, when we were growing, um, when I was growing up, Will and Grace came out, and that was one of the first shows with like an openly gay character in it, right? Mm. And that was the thing that that at the time I realized that the the, the gay people were so happy because they had finally had representation. Right. And then it didn't hit me. Until about uh, a week or two, maybe a month ago, I saw there's this new uh, one on Disney. It's Miss Marvel, Ms. Marvel. And it's a Pakistani uh, girl who becomes a superhero. And the, the title on the headline was uh, Marvel's First Ever Muslim Female Superhero. And then I kind of like got a little warm and happy. And I was like, oh, mashallah, we finally got our representation. They, they, they made a Muslim a superhero. I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, you got me. You fucking got me, Disney. You just wanted the Muslim people's money by making a superhero. They want the gay people's money, but they'll make a gay superhero. They want this people's money, so they'll make that. They don't really care about homosexuality. They don't care about blacks. They don't care about whites. They don't care about anything. They care about greens. Well, well, here, here's what, I'll tell you what this. happened with that with the Disney. Okay, if, if the one of the CEOs or one of the people that's up there. Yeah. Okay. She's she's a LBGTQ person fair right and she has two kids that are transgender okay so her kids are saying hey mom you know there's nothing that, that shows, shows us us exactly so so now they push the agenda to put it in every disney thing well that's the thing now buzz lightyear who was a fucking robot he's a toy technically na now he's gonna be fucking come a gay toy Hmm. I didn't hear that. Okay, and the new Buzz Lightyear. And I, I think it's, it's. I, I don't. I, I want to try to be less cynical. I don't want to say it's, it's to try to brainwash or to try to turn people. I want to try to be a little bit more positive and think maybe it is the CEO who's, uh, who's, who's gay, lesbian, whatever, and they have two trans kids, and their trans kids do want to not feel so, so different. But it's like, don't shove it down, everybody. I'm Muslim. Look, I, until here, recently, here, here's I, the thing. I, hold on, can I just? I, I, I'm Muslim, but until recently, I only told like a handful of Muslim jokes. I was a Yusuf comic. I wasn't a Muslim comic. I'm not a dude. I'm not just a guy. I'm not just a pothead. I'm not just an X Y Z. I'm an amalgamation of a lot of things, and that's what you need to do. Be yourself. Don't be that fake persona. And that's what it is. They make that be your identity. Look, you don't have. They don't want people to have an. You ever notice like a vegan? As soon as they become a vegan, they have to tell everybody because now they go from being an identityless person to, I'm a vegan. 
I'm going to tell you everything about vegan Look. or or if you're the, the Catholic that wants to preach your religion or if you're the, the football player who loves to tell everybody why your team is the best. Look, you're, you're, you're uh, gay, lesbian, bi, trans, whatever you want to be, okay? That's your choice, okay? You're, you're 1.8% of the population. The other 98.2% of the population should be able to say what they want to say. But also they should be represented as well. I didn't say they needed. They didn't need to be. No, 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 no. I'm saying but, the 98. But don't stuff well, you, it down my face. If that's not what I that, agree with. But, that, but what I'm saying, let's say it's it's let's say it's even up more. Let's say it's 10 percent are 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 like that. Okay, identified. You know, let's just say going going back a couple of years, there was a gay couple who who wanted to get married, and um, they they hired a company to do the wedding cake. I could tell you about and, that. And the wedding cake, the guy, the guy who was making the wedding cake or the lady who was making the wedding cake says, this goes against my religion. I don't believe in this. I'm not going to make it. And they sued him. Why doesn't that person have the right to choose who they want to make the wedding cake for or not? So um, some background to that. That was a, that was a, it was a gimmick. Um, they probably were trying to get married and they went to a bunch of bakeries. It was almost like they went to like five bakeries and the first four were like, oh, you want a wedding? Whatever. You're going to pay us for it? Okay, we'll make it. And then the fifth person was like, listen, like, you guys do whatever you guys want to do, but that goes against my religion. So I can't, but I can recommend some bakery. They're like, oh, how dare you deny us? And they tried to make play, and that's where the news turned it into some big thing. You do have the right to refuse service. You can't refuse service, I don't think, for, like, you can't, you're not supposed to discriminate, but then also you can just just straight up refuse service for whatever reason okay. you want though all right? right all right but look at now what's happening the president of the united states wants to push this transgender agenda on five to twelve year olds because they're saying that your kids are not your kids as long as they're in school they're our kids okay fuck you and the way you think because i want to choose what my kids learn when they learn it so here's the solution okay? if they don't know what the what the purpose of their dick is on their body until they reach teens they shouldn't be thinking about whether i want to castrate it or whether i want to chemically castrate it or whether i want to stop my hormones from fucking work until i reach the fucking my puberty to fucking realize what am I, a boy or a girl? What am I? And How the too fuck late do you sometimes. know? How do you know at five? You don't. You don't know fucking the alphabet at five. You want to fucking pick whether I want to keep my dick on or not? Right. So that's why I think that what's going on is this is this is an agenda to keep us more div divided. What? What was the solution I was thinking Look, of? Look, you know, I, I I was okay with public schooling. That was it, yes. Yeah, but, so that was it, thank I'm you. Not, I'm not okay with them doing whatever they want to do. Can I say this, though? Now, there was, there uh, along this whole, let me just finish yeah, yeah, with yeah. this. Along this line, you had um, LBGQ2, LB people, okay, that are teachers that decided that even though in certain states they said, no, we don't want you teaching that agenda, they still said we want to still teach it in the classroom. Yes. Okay. So hear me and out. And the parents got pissed off and they're fucking saying, hey, 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 we told you we don't agree with this. Why are you pushing it on our kids? Exactly. So here's the solution. And this is honestly going to be the solution that works the best for many people with many different views. If you don't want them to teach your kids that, 
You don't want to have your kid being forced to wear a mask. You want to be in charge of what they learn and them learning at the pace that's adequate so they don't get bored and they don't become, and then also not wasting their time learning things that they don't need to. Mm-hmm. You need to start teaching your own kids. Okay, then, because you know what, then you know what? Then they need to make it so that your property taxes that go to your education, the school tax, is is able to be taken out of you paying the city the school tax so that you can pay for private schooling. I think there's another solution to that that you can do in the meantime. Why why would I pay for public well, schooling? Hear me out, hear me out. And not being able to let my kids why learn. are well why are taxes Listen, hold teach on. the kids how to fucking hold read. On, hold on, hold on. Teach the kids how to write. Teach the kids how to fucking do math. Why are you teaching them what whether they should t- keep their dick on or not? Well, hear me out. So if you go, property taxes are higher in places where the schools are supposedly better, correct? Uh, allegedly. No. Allegedly, right? Like, so if you go somewhere where there's no school, like, Pro- let's say if property, you go. Property taxes are usually higher where there's high, uh, as far as the school goes, with the higher populations. Like, city of Patterson, for instance, okay? Yeah. It has high tax. Because that- because they, a large percentage of it goes to, it's not the size of the city, Okay, but it's the school tax that pays for schooling. So you're in an inner city and you got three, four kids in each family. You, you need more schools. You need more teachers. You need books. You need stuff. Well, well okay? my thing was this. Would- now you're in Wyckoff and, and everything's spread out. The taxes are relatively to what you're getting in Patterson, the house that's worth 300000 You're paying $10,000 in taxes. And Wyckoff, the house is a million. You're paying... Uh, $12,000 in taxes. Yeah. Okay? So, is it is it the same? No, it's not the same, but the education in Wyckoff schools is going to be better because that tax dollar that they have appropriated is going to pay for better teachers, is going to pay for better, well, better equipment. It's going to be well, Let's say you so. went to, like, more of, like, a middle of nowhere, more rural part of, let's say, New York State, uh, Pennsylvania. The mm-hmm. property taxes are probably going to be way less because the schools aren't probably going to be as good. Not as populated. But if you now make a community there with like-minded people that agree with you and mm-hmm. that you guys are, you know, not only in your bubble, don't be in a bubble because that's, that's not... That's not beneficial. You need to have uh, discourse. Well, there are communities that do that. The, the Hasidim community. They new, love new, new state, New York, or new and city, Goshen, New York, Goshen. Yep. They have oh, their yeah. synagogue. They, they prefer not school. to do business. They'll do business with us, but they would prefer if they could only They're, do it with they, each other. They they, they don't let it. their kids learn all this other crappy shit that's out there. So that might be what you have to do if you really really want and i'm I'm talking because um, i know a lot of you guys out there you guys have kids too who are listening uh, on this and i want you to know like look if you don't want to have your kid forced to be vaccinated or show proof of vaccination or to be forced to wear a mask indoors and to learn things that even if you don't want them to the teacher's going to teach behind your back or they might be learning behind your back and and i get you want them to socialize and that's still something they're going to do they're going to be socializing with adults because you're the teacher you're socializing and i've actually heard a lot of people who say that kids who are homeschooled they're i don't want to say like less goofy but they're they're more mature than childlike especially when talking to adults like they'll talk to an adult and then other adults will be like holy shit like your kids very mature and it's because well yeah they're around adults they're learning what they're supposed to become which is not saying there's anything wrong with being around kids 
you know, they could still have fun and whatnot. And there should be a community where they can socialize. Look, but I, it's like, I, but do you see what I'm saying? I look, I, I, I'm I'm a little bit um, biased with this, and I'm going to say I'm biased with this, and this is my opinion. And but you grew because, up in because, that time because my religion says that certain lifestyles are not acceptable and not permissible. Okay, but I don't believe that as a scientist. And I say this as a scientist. If you say that survival of the fittest and uh, if you have two animals of the same sex, they can't reproduce. Right. Okay. So that would mean the end of that. So that would be the end of that species, right? Correct. So so that lifestyle is self-limiting. Right. It will extinguish itself. Right. Or that's what you'd think by nature, right? It will absolutely right, right, right. Correct. Okay, you can't you can't have a room full of male donkeys, and expect to have a baby donkey. Right. There okay. needs to at least be one female there. All right. Correct. So the donkeys will die out once they die. They die. They're done. Correct. Okay. Even if the donkeys are fucking each other. So then what? Where? Okay. How how are so, they able so, to keep going so, then? There both, has to both be in both na- species. In nature, though? There has to be both both sexes, the male and the female, in order to, to procreate. Well, th- that's just natural, okay? though, right? right? It's natural, okay? Yeah. So, Let, let's say there was a nation. So I think that, you know, this, this whole agenda of it being natural, I don't believe it is natural. Because if it was natural, over the centuries... It would have exterminated itself. Well, let's go and use science. I think now it's more nature versus nurture. I think that when you see when this this lifestyle is there, it's because of they used to say that a lot of the homosexual men were raised by domineering mothers without a father figure. Correct. I've heard that. Okay. if you have um, a person who is shy and is uncomfortable with um, the opposite sex because of our society, the way our society makes it so that you can't approach the girl, okay? So you shy away from it and you're uh, hanging out with your boyfriends all these years and then um, you you say, well, let me experiment with kissing. I want to know what it's like. And the two boys kiss. And then next thing you know, um, they want to see what else happens. Okay, I think it's a learned thing. I don't really think that it's something that is by nature. I think it's a learned well, I'll, I'll behavior. Go ahead I'll add on top of that. I, I know uh, you you do too, clearly, because I'm, I'm proof of it. But when a man and a woman come together that does feel very natural and, and very it feels like correct it, it, at least to me right i know that that's how i can tell you for sure i'm a heterosexual mm. i'm not a homosexual because i know what i'm attracted to right. now i'm going to tell you this just being like open minded i don't know what the hell is going on in anybody else's head and I can pretend to try to understand it, but we really don't. Like when we try to say, "Oh, I understand," not a lot of times we don't. We don't get it. So, like, I and I get what you're saying. I think it could be a lot of long-term um, 
not so much what is it not nature but more nurture like it could be something that's that's learned like like you were saying with the domineering mother thing i noticed that a lot growing up in high school that the, the kids that were openly more openly homosexual they were raised by their mother only their mother was uh very much into swinging so to speak we'll not say we'll say swinging by the sense of she's a single mom she's getting action and the constant getting action and probably even brainwashing this kid slowly like oh don't you think this boyfriend is hot oh isn't he hot isn't he hot and now the little kid who doesn't know what they're attracted to sees that and because there's no father figure like you said it's missing yeah and then and then now you have gay couples that adopt kids this is your father and this is your father you have two fathers yeah or two mothers which honestly how doesn't that fucking confuse the kid it does but I, i'm gonna tell you just devil's advocate it's it's sometimes better if they're both loving parents than than them being growing up in a foster system where they're fucked up i listen i'm not saying that they don't deserve happiness i'm not saying that they don't deserve to get married to each other i'm not saying that they don't deserve to adopt Okay. I know what you're saying though, yeah. You do your thing, keep it your thing. Don't put it on others. I don't go around saying I like to fuck women. But you don't also go around and force people to Islam. You try no, to lead no, it by but, example. But, but does the does the heterosexual society go around thing. say uh, I love they don't. I love they don't. And that, the opposite and that's the So problem. why is it the gay people have to say I love my Look, my and, and it's fine that they love it. The same way, like most men, but because you know, men do that too, though, right? Like, oh, I love fucking. Oh, all I want to do is, yo, I want to give some pussy. But you're right. It's like, yeah, but, but that's the, that's, but that's a man hard. But talking. you know what? But you know what? Also, in that same regard, whether it's homosexual or heterosexual, you're like, yo, most people don't want to hear that. Keep that part. Sexuality is supposed to be a private thing. But see, now this is where the this is not supposed this, to be. This is where the deterioration of morality comes. Okay. Right, and that's the point. Let, let, so let me go, tell you. Go, go back. Go back to this is before your time, Lucy, the Lucy Wall Show. Lucy, I um, love. Lu I, I love, love Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. Okay. The husband and the wife were in twin beds in in the same room. They didn't sleep on the same bed. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. They didn't kiss. Oh, that was a very different show then. Okay. Now, same sex kissing in the same bed. On TV, before it used to be rated G, oh, rated I see PG, rated R. There's no fucking ratings anymore. They're all the fuck, do whatever you want to do. And you know what this is all about, though? Okay. And we'll wrap it up with this. It's all just to divide us, Bob. It doesn't, it's not, it's not even pushing agenda. It's literally, hey, some people are going to hop on this agenda because they see it pisses off other people. Some people might really believe it. Very small. I say a small portion believes it. But then other people are like, oh, that gets attention. So let's hop on that. And then there are other people are, oh, I'm against that. And, oh, you're against that. And that arouses. So and it's so to divide and So conquer. you're attention whore because that's what Biden is. Yeah. Okay. Years ago, he was anti the gay. Oh, yeah. There was a now clip I saw. Now he's pushing the fucking shit out of it. And there was okay. a clip that is a little quick meme. It, it was a video of him. It says, uh, before vaccine, he goes, uh, a marriage is between a man and a woman only. That's it. And then it goes after vaccine. I'm gay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, as long as it helps your political agenda, then it's okay. This is going back to what we started with. So you get with, is it is it okay to do the wrong thing? 
to get what you want? Yeah. Is it? No. Is it okay to push the vaccines knowing that it's going to fuck people up to get the money? No. Is it okay to vaccinate the people um, under five that would fucking never, ever, okay, if they got corona, would, die, would, would die from it? It would be like a fucking common cold for them, okay? But now you want to stick this fucking poison shit in under five now they're pushing. Yeah. And there's certain parents that are like, why won't you allow this to my kid to get they vaccinated? Did a, they did a poll. 52% said no, the kids should not get vaccinated. 48% they said the kids should get vaccinated. Yeah. Most of them don't want it. Huh? Right? There's two difference of 4%. Yeah. But like that's the thing. I was like, I don't understand. Why would you fucking stick this poison in the kid's body? But also, if you want to... If you want to put that in your kids, you should be allowed to. But, like, don't force everybody to. This is my problem. If you want your kid 5 into 12 to get vaccinated and you don't care about waiting for the signs, by all means, line up, sign the the, the release form since they already have a release form or whatever anyway. Sign it up. Let that, let your kid get jabbed. It's okay. You, you're, you are a bad parent. You are listening to whatever you want that suits you without doing research. And you're probably not going to raise your kid to do anything like think for themselves. Okay, so listen, maybe it's listen, good to listen, populate listen control. Listen to the age group you said. You said 5 to 12, okay? Yeah. 5 to 12, your body has developed an immune system. Yeah, now you're going to wreck By it. By 7, okay? Yeah. Prior to 7, the 5-year-old, the pre-5 that they're doing right now, you didn't develop an immune system yet. So you're going to fuck them before they develop the immune system. And population control. Right? Because isn't that something that, look, when you go to conspiracies, what's the, what was the, one of the oldest ones is population control, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one that's been around for a long time is they got to depopulate us. Well, they've been all talking about it. I mean, they, they're, I mean, look what you said. Bill Gates got together. He Let's, said that we got to get rid of, uh, between the vaccines, 60% of the world's population. If, Soros said it. If the vaccines cause sterility, we're just going to go into right now. You have it. I'm taking you. Hey, Baba, welcome. I'm going to take you to hypothetical land. I love going to hypothetical land. Okay. Here we're in hypothetical land. All right. Here in hypothetical land, we got to reduce the population. Um, let's let's put something not in everyone, you know, because we don't want to get in trouble, but in like maybe certain things we'll put that's going to cause some sterility in both male and female in the vaccines. Um, that, that homosexual transgender agenda. Well, if they mutilate their genitals and take can they chemically castrate themselves as well as just having sex with the same gender they're not going to be able to produce any more kids right okay good we'll put that on the checklist for for population control oh let's give them a bad diet okay but they're eating a lot of healthy stuff okay well what, what's the healthy stuff they're eating a lot of vegetables okay i got an idea trick them remind them how much meat is delicious so we'll make something that's only vegetables that, that taste just like meat. But realistically, we're putting chemicals in there that's going to kill them. Okay, that sounds like a good idea, too. Put that on the checklist. There, there's so many ways. Oh, water bottles. Hey, water bottles are good, but, but they keep reusing them. Okay, well, we'll make them thinner so that they, they get thrown out more often. But also because we make them thinner, what we're not going to tell them is it, it's not only going to leak. So now they're going to get sterile, too. Another one. What else? You got any other ideas, Baba? A any oh, ideas in hypothetical land and how we can a, reduce this population? There's a of them. You, you talked about the BBTs and the water bottles, right? Yep. You, did you talk about the laptop? Oh, no. Go ahead. The, the radiation the from the laptops. is made for you to put it on your lap. laptop, right? Which, thank God, people don't do that anymore, but yeah. It's to make the male sterile. 
Correct. Okay. Um, Dr. Seabee, he says that he took genetically modified foods and tested it to see if it can draw the nutrition from the soil and found that nutritionally, uh, the GMO were deficient, nutritionally deficient because they can't draw the nutrients from the soil. Now, can I pause you for one second? Okay. Could you have genetically modified it to be extra nutritious? Because, like, I would assume that that could be something that could be done, right? Maybe? Look, the thing is the plant... It's not absorbing it naturally. Won't though. absorb it. Correct. Because the plant is not natural. Correct. Now, can you make it a natural plant that's healthier? Yeah. There is agro-farmers that are... Um, 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 like, I guess my point was, like, the, the, if you the, could GMO... The, the, the guys in, in uh, Pennsylvania, the Dutch, the Amish, okay? Yeah. Amish farmers, they say, you don't need to use pesticides. You don't need to use herbicides. You need to make the soil healthier. Yeah. Okay? So by making the soil healthier, the plants are healthier. And they produce the their own... will produce their own... anti Anti-insect, anti-fungal, um, and all the anti. Right. Yeah. So the plant is healthier and more nutrition. Well, same thing with okay? people, right? But you see. Oh. But, but, right. But see, but that doesn't work when you're talking about commercial farming. Yeah. Okay. Because commercial farming is about the dollar. It's not about the nutrition. Okay. That's why if you grow a tomato in your yard. And you get you get a, a garbage can. And you throw some soil in there. You throw some seeds in there. You grow a tomato plant. You grab the tomato off the plant, and you can smell the tomato as you walk in the house. The whole house smells like a tomato. You bite into it. It's it's, it's got a t taste. The tomatoes you that go, you grew yourself. You go into the supermarket. They have five hundred pounds of tomato. You don't smell it. Nothing. You're cutting it. You it know, doesn't even really have flavor. Nothing has flavor anymore yeah. because nothing is nutrition. It's all GMO. Okay? Problem. We talked about meat. Meat is healthy. Meat is not healthy. What meat is healthy? What meat is not healthy? Well, it's the real meat versus okay? the grain-fed. Well, if the animal is eating the grass the way it's supposed to, it develops omega-3s in the fats. Yeah. So then it declogs your arteries. So meat becomes healthy. But if you have the corn fed But when stuff, you start feeding it corn to, to fatten, fatten it, it up, up to cheap, then yeah. you make it omega-6 and omega-9 fats, and that clogs your artery. Okay? So it's not what the animal does. It's what the people are doing in the farming that fucks the animals up, that fucks the humans up. Oh, and guess what else? Like it goes back full circle. The rich people, they can afford to spend the extra money on the grass-fed. And organic. And organic versus the, the regular people who have to eat the GMO and uh, the the grain-fed right. or the corn-fed, I mean. Right. So it's like my, my question was, I guess, with GMO. Let's say uh, my, my theory is if they could make – do you think this would be good? Let's say they made GMO where, let's say, potatoes mm -hmm. were no longer starch and they could make a potato that's a protein instead of a starch. Um, or, or they can make like, you, did, did that make sense? Like, so now you can eat the things that you like to eat, or let's say uh, a gluten-free grain. So you, but without having to have cauliflower pizza, you can still have pizza that tastes like pizza, but there, it's not. There's a lot, and of it's like, oh, there, they, there, if they can trick things the way that there's gluten-free grains. No, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, if they can make the thing that's bad. Like, I love white bread. I don't know why. If I take white bread and I toast it up with a little bit of butter. And then I put some grilled, some sliced cheese on it, and then I fry it in the pan. That grilled cheese is friggin' amazing. You, but drink, you drink beer? 
Yeah, not anymore, but yeah, because of the carbs. The carbs, so many carbs. You drink beer, right? Yeah. You you like the way it tastes? It's It's too yeasty. Did you like the way it tastes? No. But you drank it, right? Yeah. Now, if I told you, okay... You know, it's a this is I because I used to drink beer, okay, and I like the cold beer on a hot day. Just that's it. It's because so then when I stopped drinking when right before you were born, I stopped drinking, okay. And one day, me and a friend of mine were like, we're working outside in the yard, and we say, you know what? Don't you feel like a fucking ice cold beer? So yeah, man, that's a fucking great idea. But let, we don't drink alcohol anymore, so let's go get Molson's or one of those Odules, uh, Odules, whatever, yeah. okay. I never fucking took a sip of it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why did I drink this? This tastes fucking horrible. It was for the feeling. You're not drinking it for the taste. Nope. The taste is an acquired taste. White bread. Why do you like white bread? Because it has a lot of sugar. The sugar breaks down. The what the 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 sugar in the in the bread, because of your saliva, the amylase breaks it down and makes it sugary. Okay, that's why kids, babies, that when they eat the bread, they kind of like keep it in their mouth until it gets the mush because it starts to release the sugars in it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So now let's go ahead and end it on this ish because now that makes sense. They say that when ex-alcoholics, they end up eating a lot of candy because the sugar, I guess, still breaks down in their body similar to the way the alcohol was breaking down. So they still get some part of their craving satisfied. They hook us to get us into being alcoholics almost from kids just to being diabetes with uh, with the kit the sugar and everything they because i think you and i have talked about how sugar is they say as addictive or more addictive than cocaine the way that they do the test on the brain and yet sugar is legal it's regulated anybody can get it you know uh <laughs> it's put in everything and it does so much damage but because and I'm sure they, they do control it in the way that that's why that they're yeah, allowing this, it. This is going back to big corporations and what's good for the people and what's not good for the people. We started this on, on this yesterday with the tobacco. I told you years ago the tobacco used to have uh, this causes cancer. Yeah. But they don't stop the tobacco industry because they make money on the tobacco. They make money on the sugar. Okay, the sugar industry is a big industry. They said dairy. Dairy was okay, and then dairy became not okay. Well, dairy, if you drink grass-fed um, beef, uh, if you have or, the real stuff A2, too, A two milk, then it's then it doesn't break down in the body. Okay, um, like in Europe, they don't drink, they don't eat um, cheeses that are pasteurized and homogenized, and they're cancer, they're cancer, and they're um, heart. Um, Cholesterol rates and their atherosclerosis is less, okay, because they're eating real uh, dairy. They're not eating the processed dairy because once you boil and you change the formation of the proteins by homogenizing and pasteurizing, you denature the proteins in the milk and you change the form of it. It's again, it goes to the beginning of, of how can we keep the people fed but not the right stuff, so we could slowly popular like control them. You want to you want to do it the right way. Get what? rid of big corporations. Let the old farmers go back to work. To get rid of what the right way? To get, get rid of get rid of all the corporate farms, the corporate farms, and let the mom and pop farmers go back to work. Right. Well, I think that's what they're because trying to... they gave a shit about what they were putting out there. 
but that's because the they are the ones that are eating the food that's coming off their land. Well, they're trying to get rid of all of those this, people. The, yeah, but see, that's the problem. I mean, you get into big corporations like the FDA, the Federal Co- Fe- uh, the Food, the and, Drug food and Drug Administration is supposed to be protecting us, right? Yeah. But they're fucking allow all that stuff. Yeah. Why? It's unfortunate. Why are they allowing it? Well, because they make a money on it. It's the same reason that... You know, you know, the insurance industry, there's an insurance uh, commission. You know who pays for the insurance commission? No. Insurance company. Oh, so So does the fucking insurance commission do anything? Well, it's like, the, it's like when you have internal affairs in a police department and they're checking their own. Are they going to really say that they did... Ba- it's like the, with the Israeli Defense Force when they were investigating them shooting the journal. Like, yeah, yeah we're going to check our own. Like, they're going to really want to say... Oh yeah, we we found out that we did. You, it's it's as if you told me clean my room, Yusuf. Yusuf, go clean your room, and then you say, "Is your room clean?" And then instead of saying, "I'm gonna go check it," you just take my word for it. And I didn't clean my room; I just said it. Yeah. It's like or, or Saudi Arabia with Khashoggi. Oh, that's another fucked up. Anyway, uh, this was another fun episode. I really had uh, a lot of fun talking. We're gonna have to do this more often. But do you have anything else? Any any final points or anything else you want to say before we leave? No, I think we kind of got on a little bit of everything. There's more stuff to talk about, but we'll do it another day. Um, I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe in in a week or two, I'll, I'll uh, um, if I don't, I think I have another guest for next week. Um, but if I don't. You know, for sure, I think we should do another one. If you have ideas, we, you and I talk. We could talk more about this off Look, air. Look, there's so much shit happening in this world that there's always going to be something to talk about. And you're down, then I'm down. Then this is cool bug. That's what I, that's what I was looking at. I don't yeah. know. If you, that's what I, I saw like, it too. Yeah. I was like, am I? I know I'm on mushrooms. I'm on a microdose. So like that thing looks, it's walking weird though. It almost looked like it was walking straight up. Anyway, uh, guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this is episode 94 of the Pissed Off Podcast with my father. Uh, and like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Uh, let's keep this growing, and uh, I'll see you next week. Love you guys. Peace. Bye.